genre. episode of the doctor's companion i'm cass fredrickson i'm nick jimenez and i'm scott corelli uh we are uh here to celebrate our 400th episode of this show um which is insane Mm -hmm. and uh uh you know we originally launched in 2009 um with a different co-host then uh soft rebooted like 40-ish episodes in with a different co-host. And then uh, around episode, I think, 100, you guys started coming in, I think, something like that, 100 or 200, um, I think. Uh, I don't remember exactly where, but... I think uh, it's episode 200 where we have the three of us. Oh, okay. 200 is the three of us. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, and you know what's funny is is uh, two things. So So what we're planning on doing today is another tournament bracket like we did with the holiday specials um back in 2020 it was a lot of fun and so we're going to do that again for to celebrate our 400th um and uh with the second rtd era uh having begun in earnest this year with the specials we decided to do a bracket of the first era of Russell T Davies uh and specifically his episodes so any episode that he has actual writing credit on um we uh have uh, put into a tournament uh style bracket and we'll be uh, narrowing down to find the best uh RTD1 episode um uh, again, specifically just the ones that he has a writing credit on. I know if you read like his um his book about the making of Doctor Who, you find out that he had like a firm hand on a lot of episodes that he's not credited on, mm-hmm. but we're not counting any of those. Um we're just focusing on the ones that he actually took a writing credit on. Um but yeah, so the funny thing is about that, uh about about this being our former episode is that the show was launched with a reaction to the end of time. Um, that was our very, very first, the very, very first episode I ever recorded with my original co-host, Randy McKinney, um, was us reacting to the end of time. So the very end of the Russell T Davies era of the show, as far as we knew it at the time, uh, and our, uh, like the, the very first episode I did with you guys was a look back at the Matt Smith era Mm -hmm. of the show. Um, and sort of like going through every single episode and talking about what worked and what didn't work. So um, I don't know. I just think it's fun and, and it feels uh, very fitting that that's what we're doing for uh, this. Now, 200 episodes into you you guys being my co-hosts on this show, um, which feels insane. 200 episodes, I guys. know. What the heck? Yeah. <laughs> I just don't quant- yeah. I just don't think about it. It's just numbers. Yeah. <laughs> Out of sight, out of mind. <laughs> I'm, I'm the same. I'm the same way with time. 
<laughs> people are like, can you believe Mean Girls is 20 years old this year? I'm like, I don't think about it. <laughs> no, I do not, because I don't think about it. That's funny. <laughs> uh, it didn't cross my mind once, not a single time. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Uh, okay, so so last time we did one of these bracket tournaments, um, we had to set like uh, some, you know, uh, grading criteria, I guess, um, um, to start with. Uh, so um, last time, you know, one of those things was like Christmas cheer, mm-hmm. uh, you know, stuff like that, holiday <laughs> yeah. cheer. That could be a, that could be a, a quantifier in this one as well, if you want. Yes, <laughs> it, it could, but I think it would give an unfair advantage to a few of these. Okay. Um, so yeah, so what do you guys think the the criteria should be here? Because I mean, we've got, I think, like in general, right? Um, Russell would write the premieres. And usually, like a couple of random episodes, and then the finales. Um, it, it feels like maybe some of these should be weighted differently than others. Um, I'm curious about what your what your guys what your thoughts are on all of this. Um, how gay it is. <laughs> <laughs> how uh, how clever? Maybe how funny? Mm, clever, funny. Okay. I don't know. I, you know, because I wanted to watch all of these, um, but I ended up only revisiting a handful. And Mm -hmm. I think, you know, because most of them are, are, are good to great. Um, Uh So I feel like just like an important factor for me when I was watching these was like how much fun I was having. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm hmm. Yeah. I don't know. No, um, it's, it's like, it's, it's crazy. Now, Scott, you know, you mentioned how like full circle it feels to be returning to this one writer after, you know, since 2009 of starting the show. And like, you know, it's crazy when we look back and as the years go by, Russell T Davies may be remembered as one of, if not the like, major like voice of this this whole operation and like mm-hmm. I, I i too managed to rewatch a few episodes of of, of his before this this bracket and I, it's crazy how much of like what i associate with doctor who in general like the romance the um the 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 kind of saying something about society the doctor as this kind of like inspiring romantic figure and the funny the, the how much of that is just rtd mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah um yeah uh so yeah um i think one of the criteria what i I, well i think one of the criteria too should be how much i don't know how to quantify this but i know you guys know what i mean but how much it feels like an episode of dr yeah how dr who it is yeah yeah Yeah, how dr who it is right um because there are a few of these where you're like, well, this isn't very Doctor Who, <laughs> you know. Um, you tried something, uh, I don't know. Um, so yeah, uh, okay. Uh, I think that's probably should be a factor. I think um, hooiness. Yeah, hooiness. That's good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's good. Um, I think. Oh. Well, I don't know. Um, Does it it highlight working class blue collar characters? (laughs) (laughs) 
I don't know that you're going to be able to find one in here that doesn't do that. <laughs> yeah. Even on alien planets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He always finds them. Um, uh, oh, one, one factor, I guess, is um, we should probably take into consideration, perhaps, is how much, how well it ages. Mm-hmm. Because I think, I think a few of these have aged poorly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and uh, might be, you know, even if they were like all time classics at the time, back in the early aughts, uh, maybe not so much now. Um, and uh, maybe we should take that into consideration as well. Um, so only thing is that, so we have, uh, I believe, what is it? One, two, three, four. Yeah, 16 slots. Um, so we're, we're doing 16 stories here on this uh, list. And um, obviously season three and season four's finales are kind of three-parters. Like they're both like soft three-parters um, with season four having a uh, turn left before the finale, which like directly leads into the finale. And then season three having Utopia, which directly leads into Sound of Drums, Last of the Time Lords. Um, I have, I have, in order to get the 16 different stories that we needed to fill out this bracket, I had to split off one of those three parters. And I, I chose Turn Left um, because it feels a little more standalone, Twilight Zoney. Um, as its own thing than Utopia does, which is its own episode until like the last 10 minutes. But those 10 minutes are so iconic. Yes. And so iconically part of the next story that it felt, uh, I don't know, it felt, it felt more right to take off turn left than it did Utopia. Um, I don't know if you guys agree with that, but. It's fun. It's funny. I was, uh, Utopia is one of the episodes that I was able to rewatch before recording this. Oh um, yeah, I basically I, I went down the list that I, I, that's why I have my phone out, Scott. Is uh, you you handily <laughs> posted the list in our in our DM, and I'm just gonna mm-hmm. scroll up to that. But um, I only there it is. I made a point of only watching episodes that I had like little to no immediate memory of. Mm. Okay, okay. Of because I thought about the conversation of like, well, I want to be able to. If I'm just going to be like, oh, I don't remember. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't thought about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Out of sight, out of mind. Uh, so so those are the ones that I rewatched. And so Utopia, I'm like, I, I don't remember any of Utopia. And then I, but I do remember the two part finale fairly well. So mm-hmm. I didn't feel the need to go back to that one. But, mm-hmm. but then I was like, oh, yeah, it is technically like a, this three part saga. Yeah. Right, right. And, and you know, and it has, like, Jack at the beginning, and, and then he's, like, with them for the rest of the story. So it really does feel like one kind of block of mm-hmm. stories. Really cool watching it so soon after we covered uh, Journey's End. Oh, I bet. I bet. Yeah, because that was, like, his first appearance back on the show. It's almost like a sequel um, to that. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um. Uh, I think Cat? you mean Parting of Parting the Ways. Of the ways? Yeah, Parting right? of the Ways. Yeah, My bad. Yes. Parting yeah. of the Ways. Yes. The one with <laughs> the, the weakest link one. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. So let's get into it. Um, we'll start with our first matchup, which I, I feel like is going to be pretty difficult. Um, but also, uh, how could you not match these two up? Um, there one is literally a sequel to the other one, so that is uh, uh, series one's "The End of the World" 
and series two's New Earth, um, okay. or or uh, or the Cassandra duology. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> as the fans call um, it. Yeah, so so end of the world is the episode where Nine takes Rose to a space station um, to overlook the destruction of Earth. Um, Earth is uh, reaching its end, and the sun is going to like destroy it, and uh, uh, they're there to see it happen. Um, and it's like, uh, you know, Rose gets really shook and then wants uh, chips at the end. Um, there's a tree lady that saves the day by letting herself get caught on fire. Uh, nine uh, 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 very carefully steps through uh, crazy spinning fans, fan blades, and almost dies, um, but uses the force for a second, I guess. I don't know. Um <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then we meet Cassandra, the the lady who's a piece of uh, a, a face on a piece of skin, mm-hmm. um, uh, who says "moisturize me" and etc. Um, and uh, yeah, so what are your guys' thoughts on on the end of the world, the the first part of these uh, two episodes? I guess. Um. Uh, well, it's been a while since I saw this because we talked about it on the podcast. I guess in. 2016 you said yeah something like that Um, yeah yeah i watched these two back to back these were the these were two of the ones that i i watched uh in preparation for this um i still love this one this one holds up yeah i think it i think i enjoy it more every time i watch it um yeah i think i like all of russell t's like future like future earth saga episodes yeah um, I think they're all like really, really good. Um, he's he's under he's an underrated writer when he talks about like what the future of Earth might look like. Mm-hmm. Um, he also did that years and years show that was like on uh, I think it's on Max, and it's also like kind of you know uh, uh, soft sci-fi. I mean, these are really sci-fi, but this is like soft sci-fi where it's like uh, you know each episode is like a few more years into the future of what you know this family is going through Mm -hmm. and yeah it's really interesting he's like really good at figuring out you know or or you know uh uh, i guess like calling where the ball's gonna be um in the future without going so outlandish with it Mm -hmm. um but you know there's still plenty of camp and uh it's fun i don't know nick what do you think of the end of the world you know i've been watching this episode again and again since 2005 and Uh I always struggle to remember most of it. Um, oh. It's always just like a like a like a like a fever dream of like, oh, that's right, this is the one with with Madame Hooch and <laughs> and moisturize me and and then yeah. like the the very like YA romance vibes of like taking your date on your first date to like watch her planet die. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is true. Um. um but like you know, but you're right though. He is an underrated like world builder, RTD, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. like he yeah. creates his own little pocket of the universe with like the new Earth sector, and you check back in, and there's continuity, and this connects to that, and you're mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, this, this is cool. Yeah, yeah, it all starts it's, here. it's it's really cool. Um, this is also the episode that like made me fall in love with New Who. Um, you know, because like Rose is um fine uh we'll talk about it later but like this was the episode that i was like oh okay like this is this is the one that made me lean forward Mm -hmm. um this episode so uh yeah i'm a big fan of this episode um however new earth 
this is the one where this is the first uh, adventure uh, with 10. Um, and I think we talked about this at the time, how weird it was that 10's first, like, you know, first real adventure as the doctor features him getting possessed by someone else and having to not act like himself um, <laughs> for a portion of it and how weird that is uh, in retrospect. Um, but it really shows off David Tennant's acting chops. And I think this is the one with like the cat nurses um, and uh, the, this is the, the face of Bo is in End of the World, right? And then he's in this as well. Yes, yeah. The face of Bo is introduced in End of the World. He's in the hospital that they're visiting in New Earth. And then there's another yeah. one where he shows up. Right, right. Um, and yeah, I I just I really like I like uh you know, I think it's I the the, the, the cheesiness of the um uh, you know, letting everybody out of their out of their cages or whatever with the with the ba- medical bags and like steaming everybody healthy again, yes. you know, like whatever whatever the hell's going on there. Um, <laughs> you know, it's very cheesy, but it like warms your heart. It feels really good. It feels very Doctor Who to me. Um, and I genuinely believe the where the Cassandra where the Cassandra story goes when it's like all about her for those like. I don't know. There's like a 15 minute sequence with like flashbacks of her and stuff. I think it's some of like the best Russell T Davies stuff. The fact that like he took this throwaway character from another episode and was like, no, I'm going to make you empathize with this monster. Here we go. Mm. Um, And it's really well done. And um, I don't know. I like it. I like her little assistant, um, her little weirdo assistant who makes me really sad. He just loves her so much. Um, I don't know. Uh, what do you what do you what do you guys think about this one, Cass? What do you think? Um, I I I'm sure we talked about it uh, when we originally recorded, but like, um, Billy Piper is also acting her ass off. Yes, in this. like she yes. she's like her her entire demeanor changes when she's like like possessed by by this other character. Um, right. So that was like it was a lot of this one's a lot of fun. Um, mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I, um, I, I questioned the, the, the mixing of the, the, you know, the IV bags and just like, yeah, yeah we're going to yeah. steam clean, um, these plague victims. <laughs> um, <Yes. laughs> but there are a lot of like, like really iconic, like, uh, ser- series two, like moments in this episode, I feel like, mm-hmm. um, so I think it's it's one of my it's definitely one of my favorites. Like if I were to rank the episodes of series two, um, this is one. This is like probably top three, um, maybe even top two with like Girl in the Fireplace. I don't know. Mm. Um, it's it's really really good. Nick, does this one hold up for you? Uh, like do you do you have do you remember it more than you did? Um, <laughs> uh, uh, End of the World. Does it like oh. stick with you a little bit more? Oh, definitely. I mean, you know, like like Cass said, you know, this episode is full of iconic moments. I think going back to my childhood, trying to remember, I think so much of season one was just me getting my sea legs. Yeah. And, like even just even it was even about which episodes I was able to catch on TV. Um, right. And so by the time we got to New Earth, I kind of knew what this show was, but then also was still so new to it. And yeah, it was like kind of that leaning in that you were talking about, Scott, of like, oh, wait, this is like David Tennant's crazy. And like, 
the <laughs> the chemistry he has with Billy Piper. This is really fun. I really love this show. And like like you said, like it's an, kind of teaching us early on, or you know, fans have found the show in this era that this is a show that will ask you to have empathy for these really weird, offbeat, sometimes nasty characters. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think it's kind of taught us how to watch this show and record this podcast. Is yeah to find love for the weirdest little freaks (laughs) (laughs) yeah i you know i will i will uh i i think you can compare cassandra as to like you know i think she is russell t davies doing a like a like a better version of like um uh, margaret the the slovene like what he was trying to do with her in like boomtown Mm. you know Where he was like, oh, I'm going to add another layer to her and whatever. And and I think, you know, we watched that not too long ago. Um, and I think we all agreed. We were like, yeah, there's good stuff in here, but it doesn't it doesn't quite land. I mean, granted, her plan is to like surfboard through the the universe, <laughs> um, you know, which is very silly. It's nonsense uh, but, thing. I love it. <laughs> yeah. But but I, I, I feel like, you know, I, I feel like he he learned from that process and then brought that to Cassandra and was like, I'm going to improve on like I'm going to do what I tried to do with her. But this time I'm going to like really bring it. And I think he he approved like every aspect of what he was attempting to do with her with Cassandra in this episode. Um, Are we so are we in agreement then? Is it is it New Earth over End of the World? I think for all of us. No, actually. Wow, really? Wow, okay. It was close, though. It was close. Yeah. I mean, if it's Um, because there's three of us, so like there's not a matter of tiebreakers. Right, right, right. So it's two against one. Um, Yeah. yeah. But so, all right. So uh, take your your space to, to, uh, I guess, argue for End of the World. Um, I, I think, like, I think as I've, as I've gotten older and as I've like rewatched this show, I just prefer nine and Rose. Um, and I think the, like the (laughs) wacky sci-fi of end of the world is like super charming. Um, and I, I enjoy like, you know, like new New York, like the city of new New York and whatever. (laughs) And like, you know, um, uh, but it like, there's just like a rawness to end of the world that I, appreciate um and i don't know i it, this was this one was tough but i think i think it's end of the world for me hmm. yeah Scott, what i do think, you think i i well i think for me it, it, at the end of the day it's got to be new earth um but i do think that the setup for end of the world is more interesting than new earth mm. um because new earth is more like hey i'm going to take you somewhere cool that you've never seen before check this out Oh, there's an adventure here. Who would have thought? Um, you know, whereas this, the, like the end of the world is like, I, you've never traveled with me before, and the first place I'm going to take you is to watch your planet die, <laughs> um, which is so weird um, and unsettling as a as a thing. But also, I don't know. It's like an interesting setup, and there is like the um, it's so the sort of like in retrospect, yeah, totally, totally. And there's like the the sort of like closed door mystery whodunit aspect mm. of end of the world right which is which is kind of cool too um yeah. but yeah for me i just can't i can't get over the cassandra stuff yeah um no that was really it was little, really good like 
Yeah, yeah. Um, and her little mutant assistant. And uh, um, I don't know. I just have so much fun watching New Earth, even if like the setup and stuff might be better in in End of the World. Um, I still, I think I still just barely have to lean on the side of 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 New Earth, but I've still got like one foot hovering over yeah, End of the no, World. This one's like I'm hard. not. Yeah, this one's really tough. Nick, yeah, I where think- are you landing? I think I'm going to have to go with New Earth as well, but I think you're both right. This was a a very difficult first matchup. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, then I am plugging in uh, New Earth. We can never watch the end of the world again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. Well, there we go. Okay. What's the next matchup, Scott? So our next matchup is uh the series three premiere uh smith and jones uh mm-hmm. up against the easter special uh planet of the dead um so smith and jones introduction of martha jones mm-hmm. uh and uh also more importantly uh the the rhinoceros guys the jadoon uh, yeah the jadoon um who is like maybe like I'm like trying to think of like ongoing Doctor Who aliens that Russell T. Davies created. And I can't think of a better one off the top of my head than these guys. Um, the Jadoon are so Doctor Who and so weird. Um, and I like that it they that this is the episode where they teleport a hospital to the moon. Um, and there's a old lady who is a vampire who is on the loose. <laughs> Um, you know, and she drinks people's blood through a straw, uh, and, and the Jadoon aren't really villains. They're just there. They're space cops. And they're like, yeah, there's a fugitive here and we got to find her. And, uh, the doctor's like, okay, that's fine. This is not how we do this. Um, <laughs> it's just sort of the general vibe. Um, and, uh, yeah. And then he kind of just, you know, falls for Martha as a companion because she's just so competent. Um, and, uh, she is a doctor herself, um, which is, which is really fun. I have heard, I don't know uh, for sure. Um, but, uh, maybe I'll find out when we get to this episode in long way around, which is relatively soon. Um, uh, I've heard that the original title for this, um, that, that he wanted to call this and BBC talked him out of it was he wanted it to be called the two doctors. Oh, <laughs> but they were like there's already one called that you can't do that again yeah. but like you know good job very clever it's funny <laughs> um but i do i do like that um uh yeah i don't know this is a really fun one for me um i i, I really have a lot of fun watching this one uh nick what, what do you think of smith and jones it's it's classic you know it's like you know we were talking about hooiness and yeah you know, sometimes an episode doesn't even have to be like you love it when you find a girl in the fireplace or um, the doctor's wife. But like you tune in every week just to kind of like sink into your couch and like just watch a hospital land on the moon. <laughs> and, <laughs> and there's like rhino yeah. cops. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, Cass- and then, yeah, that's how we meet Martha, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is another one that I watched because I could not remember what happened in it other than Martha <laughs> showing up. Um, this one was 
very pleasantly surprising. Like the Jadun are, I don't even know if there is another Russell T. Alien that shows up past his run. Past okay. his run? Do do the do the Ood ever? Ooh. I don't think so. Do they never show Not even like a background thing? I don't know. I don't know. Um, um the cat nuns, are they are they him? Yeah, cat nuns are him. I mean, those are probably we're just naming his top three. Yeah, right? yeah. Like I think that's the top three right there. Um <laughs> But um no, those I, I love, you know, like a Jadoon platoon upon the moon. Like that's like super mm, iconic. Yeah. Um I had a lot of fun revisiting this. I'm excited to like talk about it in detail when we get to it. Um yeah. and I one thing that I liked too was um we like the first thing that we get in the episode is like Martha taking phone calls from like all the members of her family and like that setting mm-hmm. up like her family dynamic, which I think is really mm-hmm. cool. And that tells a lot of like that communicates to me like a lot about who Martha is as a character before she even is in this like really stressful situation and meets the doctor. Um yeah. so I I don't know. I I I'm excited to cover Martha. I really I was it was a lot of fun re- revisiting this. Yeah. Um okay. Uh, and then Planet of the Dead, this is the episode with uh, Ten on a bus, uh, meets, uh, what is her name? Christina? Yep, something. Lady Christina. Lady Christina. Um, the character that everyone thought was going to be a big deal and then was only in this one episode and never seen or heard from again. Right. Um, yeah, uh, Lady Christina, uh, they're on a bus. The bus goes to another planet uh, in the desert. Um, and they have to figure out a way to get back. Um, for me, I think this is pretty weak uh, overall, um, with the exception of, like, I really like the last 10 minutes. Once they get back to London, it's, like, way more exciting, um, you know, with the, I don't know, with the with the bus and the the guy that's like, I'm the doctor's biggest fan, and, like, you're not going to tell me what to do. I'm I'm going to do what he would want. Um, and, like, that that little nerdy scientist guy. <laughs> I forget his name. Malcolm. Uh, I, apparently, this is one of the ones you rewatched, Nick. No, yes. Uh, can, yeah, you, can you tell? <laughs> can, you tell I, can you tell I watched it three hours ago? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I like all of that stuff. Uh, but... Everything in the desert, like, it's just, uh, I don't know. It's just, I, I find this episode very boring. Um, it's trying real hard to be a big blockbuster thing, but it just doesn't really work for me. Uh, Cass, thoughts? Um, I appreciate, like, the iconography of it, like, the desert, like, like the bus stranded in the desert and stuff. And uh-huh. I think I think Christina's cool, but, like, in a like a action movie, like trying too hard to be uh-huh. kind of cool. This is definitely like she, the weakest of those. She's cool specials. in like an uncool yeah, kind of way. I don't way. know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. She's not very memorable, you know. No. So yeah, Nick. Well, so it's funny. <laughs> I, I I didn't even uh, remember this from being in the bracket, but I chose to watch this over Smith and Jones. Uh, Simply because I, 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 there were uh, Smith and Jones had enough memorable moments, and I go, oh yeah, platoon of June on the moon, like they're on the moon. In the That's hospital. fair. I'm like well, Martha, <laughs> yeah. And we're like going to cover this so soon mm-hmm. that right. I was like, well, I want to, I don't want to like, I want to be engaged when I, I don't want to spoil it, basically. Um, <laughs> right, right, right. 
So I watched this one, even though like I don't think I've seen this since 2009. And <laughs> this is exactly kind of what we were talking about in terms of hooiness is like it's just a just a run of the mill fun adventure um mm. what i'll say about lady christina a thought i had about lady christina a she's played by michelle ryan who was also the bionic woman at the time remember that scott or that wow cast? yeah yeah i totally <laughs> forgot about that wow yep yeah she um, was she was like a she was an actress that they were like really trying to make happen for a while um, and I think Cass hit the nail on the head where she's cool in an un- she's uncool cool in an uncool way. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, she kind of remind. I don't know how accurate this is, but a thought that I had is she seems to me like RTD trying to write a Moffat character. Yes, I was oh, just going to say that a hundred percent. That's what it feels wow. like. Yes, yes, like um, hyper competent, really yeah. like femme and like flirty and like a little freaky and like just yeah. the smartest person in the world. Yeah, um, but what it what it ends up coming across is almost like Russell was like, "Oh, this will be easy," and then it turns out not to be easy because all he was doing was just writing um um uh, Captain Jack as a woman, basically. Um, you know, she's got a lot in common with Captain Jack. He kind um, of has, he pulls a similar, but he has a similar uh instinct as Kevin Smith in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, which uh-huh. is like. How do I tell the audience that, that this woman is like really cool and hyper competent and sexy? Like, oh, have her do a jewel heist. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. You know who else is in this episode, guys, that I did not remember? Yeah. Daniel Get Kaluuya. Out, right? yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Daniel Kaluuya, yeah. As, as Barkley. And right. So, two things. A, uh, Bar- he, he plays Barkley, who's just kind of like a guy on a bus. It's really fun. Mm-hmm. Like, I couldn't remember if this was one of like the one by one they all get picked off and die episodes, and uh-huh. it wasn't. It's one where like all of the supporting characters live, and like it's really fun and sweet. And like I appreciated knowing that this comes sandwiched in between uh, the one where Kylie Minogue dies, and um, right, this comes after the Titanic one. No, this comes after Next Doctor. Oh, okay, so the, the bad one. <laughs> yeah, this comes between Next Doctor and Waters of Mars. So I think, the, knowing that yeah. Waters of Mars, because I almost watched that and I'm like, no, I remember that one being really good and really sad. Yeah. And like, yeah, this is the opposite, which is like, it's OK, but it makes me really happy. <laughs> which which, by the way, uh, I I uh, this is something only for you, Nick, please. But uh, watching the morning show season three was so weird because she plays Corey's mom. Um, in, from Waters of Mars oh, is is Corey's, wow. and I the whole time I was just like, I was like, man, you're the lady that just like just did the most badass suicide I've ever seen. <laughs> just, right. You know, <laughs> it's kind of like a soft through line of those specials is him meeting these exemplary individuals, but mm-hmm. him choosing to be alone again and again, or like right. swerving and be like, no, you're not coming on the TARDIS. Because that's what happens with Lady Christina. She's like, well. Let's do it. Kind of like very Captain Jack of let's like have sex and do crimes and go into adventures. And doctors like, I can't do that right now. I, yeah, I I'm, might I'm be going dying. through some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, but, but one thing I wanted to point out is that at the end of it, um, so unit is in this episode, which I had no memory of. I don't even think I knew it. Unit might have been my introduction to Unit for all I know. Um, Unit is in series four. Yeah, the Centauran two-parter yeah. that nobody likes. Oh, that's yeah. right. You're both right. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. And then, and then um, they're in, um, I think they're involved in like, uh, Oh left yes. And, yes. Got yeah. It, got it. Yeah. So well, Mal- like, so Malcolm is in unit, the guy that we met, the scientist who has a unit of measurement named after himself. A Malcolm. Yeah. He, he's the best character in this episode, uh, For in sure. my opinion, he's the best. I like Malcolm. Um, but at the end of this episode, the doctor turns to the unit people and he's like, oh, you know, Barkley over there was pretty cool. You know, he's looking for a job. He's good with engines. Maybe you should hire him. And I'm like, oh, my God, if Daniel Kaluuya ever wanted to come back. As <laughs> yeah, he could. <laughs> unit agent Barkley. That's that's who Martha should have ended up with, not Mickey. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> um, OK, uh, I don't know. Um, so I, I appreciate everything that you're saying. I am going to disagree with you vehemently about the hooiness of this episode. Sure. Um, because I just, I don't, I don't think this is very Doctor Who at all. Um, this episode, uh, I think Smith and Jones, I mean, yeah. just walks laps around it in terms of hooiness. Um, personally. It is like the platonic ideal. It never comes up in this list, but it is like a perfect episode to show someone who's never watched Doctor Who before. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. Um, oh, that's a, that's a good one. Is this a good jumping on point? Um, mm. That's another good like thing uh, to use. Um, Sorry, end of the world. Oh, might, so might so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, God damn it. So I I think my I think my I think my um, yeah my, my my lean is all the way on Smith and mm-hmm. Jones with this one. Um, you two cast. Yes. What about what about you, uh, Nick? I guess. In I theory. guess I even like know you're both probably right. Like I'm probably going to watch Smith and Jones later this year and be like, oh yeah, this is really fun. But I'll just vote for Planet of the Dead because I just watched it. <laughs> just to throw it a bow. Okay, yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, give it. Give it one vote. Uh, okay. So Smith and Jones. Uh, moving on to the next round. Um, okay. Ooh. All right. So next up we have Tooth and Claw. And uh, the next doctor. Um, wow. This will be. This is going to be difficult um, <laughs> for the equal and opposite reasons that End of the World and New Earth was difficult. Because what a matchup, I don't yeah. like either one of these. I know that's um, so funny. Um. So Tooth and Claw. This is the episode from series two, famously with the uh, annoying bit about like them the trolling ready. Queen Victoria and trying to get her to say. Um, I am not amused. Not amused. That's uh, this is this is the introduction of Torchwood, um, the Torchwood Institute. This is the first mention of that um, in a pointed way, rather than like an offhanded way, like it was in the Christmas Invasion. Um, and yeah, this is monks and werewolves, and uh, I really, really, really do not like this. And talk about things that are not who have zero hooiness. Um, I feel like this has like. Like the hooiness in this is like a one out of ten. Um, I, I really not into it uh, at all. Um, but I know I think you guys feel I think you guys like this more than yes. I do. Uh, but uh, I hate this episode. So uh, uh, yeah, uh, thoughts and feelings about Tooth and Claw. <laughs> uh, Nick, thoughts on Tooth and Claw? Yeah, I I I'm trying to remember like our episode of this and what that conversation was like. I think it's kind of similar to new earth where I have a lot of nostalgia for that episode. And can you remember watching it and like having like a fun, whatever night of the week, Dr. Who came on. Um, yeah. 
and maybe because it's the Buffy thing, but may, I kind of like I vibe with this this one the supernatural adventure and mm-hmm. the Torchwood of it all. Yeah, I just have a lot of like affection for this one, I guess. Yeah, Cass. Um. Okay. So I would like to posit that like one of the most quoted uh doctor who like david Tennant era quotes like books the greatest weapon in the world is from this episode um brainy mm. specs is from this episode um mm. i like wow i totally just thought all of those things were from silence of the library no. that two no it's from wow this. that's wild yeah. um every time i see that gift that's always what i'm like oh yeah silence of the library. yeah uh he <laughs> uses his scottish library accent. books <laughs> yeah <laughs> which i'm you know very partial to um i sure i like the period I like I like when when we see BBC period outfits and I like werewolves. I I like I don't know. I like this episode. Um I forget that it's him all the time, but I like this episode. I, I am in the minority on this and I know that. Like I I follow um some, you know, Doctor Who accounts on my various social medias and this is always like ranked very high in people's favorite uh Russell T Davey written and episodes. Mm-hmm. Um this just it, it it just doesn't do anything for me uh, personally. Um, I do like those quotes, mm-hmm. and I like that set. Uh, the with the uh, telescope and all yeah. of that. Like I I really really like that set. Um, I just I I I kind of hate everything else about this. It's a it's a lot of um, you know it's it's a similar Ten and Rose's vibes in this are very similar to how I feel about uh, Idiot's Lantern. Mm. I almost called it the idiot box. Um, <laughs> idiot's lantern, uh, which is that they just are like snotty little kids. Yeah, uh, and I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm just not into it. I don't know. They're a little too catty. Um, that I, and I'm not feeling. Not that I'm like you know trying to defend Queen Victoria's honor, <laughs> but like you know, um, I don't know. Uh, okay, so then the next Doctor is the 2008 Christmas special. Um, this is. You know, an- another example of Russell T. Davies like trolling the audience, um, which is like it has been announced that uh, that Ten is going to regenerate, um, and then he comes out with a Christmas special called "The Next Doctor," and everyone was like, "Oh my God, we're going to meet the next Doctor before he regenerates." This is crazy! What a crazy thing! Um, and then we get uh, what is this actor's name from the Next Doctor? Um, oh. He's from The Walking Dead. He was the governor in The Walking Dead, which I remember being like, wow, that is weird, Kathy. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, shoot. Uh, I don't remember his yeah. name. Anyway, um, I'm going to get it right now. Next Doctor. Somebody's screaming at us what the name of this is. Um, it is. Uh, why is this so hard um, to find who plays David Morrissey? Why? David Morrissey. Thank and I you. started last too. God, um, that just took so long for me to find. Um, <laughs> sometimes you just want to know the actors. I don't know. I don't need to know his whole life story. Right? Um, anyway, uh, yeah, uh, David Morrissey. Um, so here's what I'll say about this. So, th- so yeah, so this is the episode where the guy has amnesia and he got like doctor uh doctor basically the show doctor who pumped into his brain mm-hmm. um and now he thinks he's the doctor and he's got the hot air balloon and there's like the lady with the with the giant cyberman mech um steampunk mech and um yeah it's that episode um 
I think when we did the, we talked about this on our holiday special mm-hmm. bracket. It did not, I don't think it crossed the first threshold. Uh, I don't think it even got to the second round in that time. Um, for me, I will say, I mean, obviously I like this more than Tooth and Claw because I hate Tooth and Claw. Um, <laughs> but I like the Dickensian vibes of this uh, mixed with the Christmas stuff. I think that the Cyberman uh, mech is big and crazy. Um, you know, I like that uh, the hot air balloon is a TARDIS and it's all very silly, even if it's not a particularly great episode. But neither of these are particularly great episodes, but I'm going to lean next doctor personally. Um, but uh, I'm fine with losing that battle if that's if that if that is the case, it's fine. Um, so what speaking, are your thoughts on uh, next doctor? Speaking of something uh, Cass brought up in terms of like iconic D- Doctor Who Tumblr gifts, uh, mm. the next doctor features the uh, it's Christmas gif. Yeah, where he steps yeah. out of the TARDIS and it's like like this, you know, like you said, Dickensian Christmas Wonderland and yeah, he's like smiling and he does like a 360. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, this one just this one gives me a lot of Muppet Christmas Carol vibes. Um, oh, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. so it, it, it is comforting. It's comfy to look at, even if like the episode isn't, you know, the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, so <laughs> it's like the one where if you take a nap during it, it's OK. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Totally. <laughs> and maybe you should for about 20 minutes in the middle. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, uh, I don't know. Uh, thoughts on the next Doctor cast? I will say that this is one of my favorite New Who Cyberman stories, um, which is not like a, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. like a deep pond. But like, uh, I yeah, I, I like the vibes in this a lot. Um. It has a yeah. I like the vibes more than the plot, I think. Um, but I like mm-hmm. the Cyberman mech. <laughs> yeah, I would kind of say that's true of both of these, where the vibes are stronger than the actual plot. Mm. Mm. So, <laughs> what are your <laughs> so, thoughts on the next Doctor? <laughs> Just in general, sleepy, sleepy vibes, Nick. <laughs> sleepy vibes. I don't remember this one very well, so I guess that kind of like I remember the big <laughs> moments. Yeah, uh, but yeah. So I guess I guess I'm gonna have to go with Tooth and Claw on this one. I agree. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, I do really like Ten's reaction to uh, meeting uh, 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 David Morrissey's Doctor, where he's like, "I'm the Doctor," and he's like, "What?" And he's like, "Wait, wait, wait, come back!" What? He's <laughs> yeah. like, like chasing after him. <laughs> I just think that that's I think that's fun. Um. For sure. And all of the jokes about like the low rent uh, Doctor Who uh, iconography, mm-hmm. I think, is fun. Um, okay, uh, Tooth and Claw uh, moves on to the next round. Um, if it goes any further, I will riot. Um, I would be shocked. Yeah, there's no way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, Tooth and Claw. Um, okay. Next up, we have uh, Partners in Crime, the series four. Um, introduction to uh, 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 Donna as a companion. Um, and the series one, very first episode, Rose. Um, so it's, uh, it's the introduction of Rose versus um, uh, the, the, the hard introduction uh, rather than soft introduction of, of Donna. Um, it's, it's, it's like, uh, like, like two 
you know, uh, possibilities for happy endings for the doctor. Um, so much so that he uh, split himself in two and uh, <laughs> gave gave one of them one happy ending, and he took the other one. Um, eventually, uh, <laughs> he circled back around and got there. Um, okay, so starting with partners in crime. This is the Adipose episode. Um, you know, this is Donna investigating the Adipose thing separately from the doctor while the doctor is also doing that, um, having a bunch of like really adorable, like almost seeing each other, passing each other on the street kind of thing and has maybe the most iconic gift set of the Russell T Davies era. For sure. Um, it's either this or, 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 uh, uh, crying in the rain, <laughs> David Tennant. You know, um, I think we should just go ahead and make this a qualifier. Is the gift set thing is like, <laughs> like yeah, iconography? like gift legacy, iconography, yeah. like social media legacy. Cause like, you know, new earth had some iconic kind of moments of like a little bit sexy, like those little, that's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very true. Um, but yeah, this is uh, where they see each other through the two windows um, and the great gag of it going on and on and on of them silently talking to each other, like mouthing words, having a conversation. And then the villain just being like, are you guys done? <laughs> like, are we just, interrupting? <laughs> yeah. Just <laughs> noticing them like a really long time ago, <laughs> um, which is like a really funny gag. Like and I just the best directed scenes of the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Very true. Very true. Um, or edited. Yeah, and in terms of, like, things that don't age well, like, this is all about, like, you know, fat people, which Russell has a whole thing with. He loves he loves a fat joke, and I think he sees he probably sees it as, like, um, self-deprecating or something, but, you know, it doesn't really come across that way um, in, in his writing, uh, and I'm very hopeful that we don't see that that the, 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 the head of that ugly, that particularly ugly snake um mm-hmm. uh, come back around in his new show um so there is that worth worth noting um but yeah i mean this just starts uh, you know the best B- bffs uh Don- donna and ten the the best uh doctor companion uh pairing you know top three at least um if not the very best of all time so thoughts on partners in crime cast um so this is one that i did rewatch. Um, Hmm. I agree. It has not aged well. Um, Uh the best part of the episode is when they finally see each other. And then the rest (laughs) is like kind of boring. Um, to me, at least like I watched Smith and Jones and then I watched this one back to back. And like, I, the comparison between the two, (laughs) it was like insane. Um, so as much fun as it is seeing, um, like Ten and Donna, like at the height of their like camaraderie or whatever, like like the start of it, and it's it's cool retro retroactively. Um, I don't think this this I don't know. Yeah, it didn't work for me this time this time around. Mm. Yeah, Unicorn and the Wasp was the height of their. That's true. Their yeah. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Oh, also worth noting, uh, the introduction of Bernard Cribbins specifically as, as her Donna's yeah, grandpa. Yeah. 
um, the the sort of retconning of that from newspaper random newspaper man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he, yes, he Gramps. is delightful in this. But Donna's mom is so mean to her in this. Uh, she's kind of mean. Um, like, that's like that's like I know, her thing. Like, I think. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. No, I know. I know. Uh, Nick, what are your thoughts on Partners in Crime? Well, I did not rewatch this, so I, you know, I believe Cass because I'm struggling to remember. I mean, of course, I remember the Adipause, but like, yeah, I don't really yeah. remember like the villain of the Super Well or the plot. It is mostly just like, oh my god, it's the one where Doctor and Donna got back together again and started this, yeah, you know, this great platonic love story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's true. Um, and then there's Rose. Uh, the very first episode of New Who, the pilot, uh, if you will. Um, we have, you know, uh, uh you know, the Autons. Yeah. Um, and uh, we have some Pizza. really great Pizza. Um, Jackie. <laughs> yeah, Jackie Rose stuff. We have the unfortunate Pizza. <laughs> um, which is. That makes me cr- that makes me cringe pretty hard um, every time. Uh, not not my favorite thing. Um, and uh, but but you know there is a lot of really really great stuff. I mean, talk about iconic. Um, you know the like you know I- I'm the doctor. Run. You know like that right. whole thing. Uh, so good. Um, so so good. Uh, I love the the weirdness. There. Okay, so it has no bearing. I mean, I guess I guess it does because it leads kind of into um, love and monsters to a certain extent. But the but the 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 guy who's been like stalking the doctor and like this guy, he like shows up all the time. And I'm like, man, the Internet has done that with like Keanu Reeves and like (laughs) all these other people now. Um, And and, and, but this guy is for real. Um, And uh, uh, I'm always a little nervous for Rose when she goes over to that guy's house because I'm like. You wouldn't do that now. You would not Mm-mm. do that now. No. This, this is, <laughs> you would not enter the weirdo's house. Um, but that man uh, gets killed uh, in front of his wife and kid. Yeah, right. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's like there's definitely some iconic stuff. The Autons attacking shoppers. <clears throat> really cool. And then you have the uh, the the like third act in the you know the auton like uh i don't know boiler room or whatever you would call that thing um that was uh you know it's a, a pretty cool very doctor who thing and it's just like there's so much mystery around the doctor and you're really being introduced to the whole concept of what russell t davies plans on bringing to the show which is um you know the fact that like the companions are going to be real characters with uh, exterior lives that are like can be exterior of the show and there's going to be a whole group of characters we're going to have to deal with mm-hmm. um but uh but also you know Mickey gets eaten by a garbage can um <laughs> uh Nick thoughts on Rose uh, I was going to say insert metaphor here uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> So I own and have read a novelization of this story written right. by Russell T. Davies. That's right. That's right. So I read that like two or three years ago, which is probably more recently than I've watched this episode, unfortunately. Um, mm-hmm. But I remember reading that book and being impressed with how well that story translated to the medium of like, it felt like the first part of a chapter book, you know, the Rose Tyler adventures, you know, mm-hmm. it, Mm-hmm. really get a rtd really gets to the way you can in a in a novel 
lets you in on Rose's interior life and where her head's at and how restless she feels and directionless she feels. And yeah, this is like a very, it's, it's not as like bombastic as like the 11th hour, but it, it does it so effectively set up the tone of the show and what's maybe, yeah, it makes the doctor cool and mysterious and even a little creepy at times. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you know, Eccleston and and uh, and Piper too. You know, they they hit the ground running with these characters. Mm-hmm. It, it's certainly campy, and I think I think in terms of like like uh, comparing it to the eleventh hour, right? I think the eleventh hour is more clever than this. Um, but mm-hmm. like, I that I don't mean that as a negative. You know, I don't I don't think that that's what this one was setting out to do. Um, so uh, yeah, Cass, thoughts on Rose? Um, I. I think this one hasn't aged well, mostly because of the CGI. Sure. Um, and like, I think the the store, like um, the 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 like horror he kind of taps into of like you know like being surrounded by these mannequins, and then all of a sudden they all start moving, and like that is um, like very Doctor Who, um, and I think yeah. it's. Yeah, this this episode accomplishes so much, um, and I don't know. It's yeah, it's got to be this one for me. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think I think especially if you're looking at hooiness. Yeah, I think that that um, partners in crime has very little hooiness going on, whereas this is loaded with it. Yes. Um, and but but I also think I think what partners in crime lacks in hooiness, it it is like almost an overdose and like. Russell T. Davies-ness. Um, and it, whereas this is like, there's a lot of Russell T. Davies stuff, but it's not quite as refined as it would be later. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're still trying to figure out the balance between, is this a show for adults, families, or kids? Right. Um, and they're like, let's make it for all three and then figure it out as we go mm-hmm. along. And I don't think it's until like after um, World War Three that they kind of figure out the balance of, how to just make a show a four quadrant show. Right. Um, the tone of that. Um, but yeah, I got, I think I got to go Rose on this one as well. Wow. So just to remind myself, our goal is to kind of like cement, like what was his best episode and not necessarily like the most RTD episode, the episode that most. Yeah. Right. Best, his best episodes of Dr. Who, you know? So it's like, yeah. Well, in that regard, then, yeah, I'm going to have to go with Rose as well. Okay. All right. Um, is that our so first that three for is... three? I think so. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, although although you you just gave uh, Planet of the Dead a vote because you were like, well, <laughs> somebody should vote for it. <laughs> so, I spent an hour watching that I today. I got to. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't want to have done it for nothing. <laughs> um uh okay speaking of world war three our next matchup um i put i you know it's so funny i don't know that i did this on purpose why'd you put all the bad ones together Uh, well well so well because (laughs) you know i don't want to be too obvious about it like i want yeah um but this is literally like uh, uh, fat shaming, like fat phobic, uh, against fat phobic episodes. Um, this one, this is Aliens of London and World War Three from series one. Uh, the Slovene two parter versus Voyage of the Damned, um, which features those poor lottery winners that 
didn't do anybody any harm, mm-hmm. but are constantly fat shamed throughout the episode uh, until they both die. Um, <laughs> Christmas, am <laughs> <Wait>. I right? <laughs> Christmas. Um, yeah, Voyage of the Damned of- is the Titanic one. Okay. <clears throat> is okay. Okay. Wait. Aliens of London, World War Three. Is this? Are you my mummy? Is this? No. No. This no. No. This is the. Slovene. This is the fat, fat farting Slovene aliens. Uh, okay. Episodes then what's where they take over? They take over the government. Okay, but Boomtown is like the one Slovene. Yes, Boomtown's yeah. the one where they the have one, the one surviving one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The lady, yeah, yeah. the mean lady. Yes. Yeah. This is this okay. is the two parter where they're uh, making jokes about shaking their booty and um, <laughs> laughing as they like uh, let the compressed air out of their human suits, which sounds like farting, and everyone's disgusted because they're so fat. Um, yeah, it's that one. Uh, it's. Uh, I think that it might be my least favorite episode of Doctor Who, of New Who, like, period, um, is this two-parter. I I despise this. I think there are aspects of the plot that I think would be interesting if it wasn't for the fact that the Slovene are just the fucking worst and are the most transparently, like, like, transparently fatphobic characters ever. Um, uh, maybe. And, uh, uh, yeah. Um, so I, I despise that. And, um, uh, despite having, you know, issues with Voyage of the Damned, there's just absolutely no way I'm going to let this one go any further. <laughs> but I do want to hear what your guys' thoughts on, uh, Aliens of London and World War Three are. Okay. I've Google imaged both of these now. And I, I remember, uh. I remember <laughs> Harriet Jones. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hacks a flaxa drop a Taurus. Yeah. The uh Cass used to be able to do that at the drop Rexical of the hat. Rexicor Cathalvatorius. <laughs> See? Nice. Boom. Still got it, baby. <laughs> um, it's not that hard. <laughs> I, I'm just unable to it's so funny. Uh I think I think I had it when we watched these yes. and recorded. Yeah. I think I was able to. And then Voyage yeah. of the Damned, we watched for our Christmas bracket. Mm-hmm. And right. I, I remember being like, because I missed it. I don't think I watched it when it aired originally. Oh, but that's right. That's right. Yeah. I So it was, that's a very entertaining Christmas episode. You know, it's 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 not like a Christmas carol, but it's not the next doctor, you know? Um, yeah. It's got some fun Titanic Christmas vibes, if that's your deal. <laughs> yeah. Aliens of London World War 3 cast. Um I will say that I kind of like the Slovenes alien design like when they're not yeah. in a human mm-hmm. suit. I think like yeah. expanding on like you know the classic X-Files like kind of like little gray men sort of thing with the big eyes and the head and everything. Um I but also slightly Mac and me. Yeah. Um, in that they have because like, they have like that big like beer belly yeah and they have um, like, like the, the big weird round ET beer belly fingers thing. I don't know it's like yeah um <laughs> yeah <laughs> ET scares me um, but sure. I I I like the creature design um that's about it and Harriet Jones um yeah and- yeah we do get Harriet Jones um but yeah Voyage of the Damned uh you know. It's it's cool that he was trying something different um, with this one and decided to be like, oh, well, what kind of movies do people typically say on Christmas Day? And it's like, oh, yeah, it's like whatever the big blockbuster is. 
that's out in theaters, right? So I'll make a big blockbuster. It'll be a a, a disaster movie, and uh, we'll do that. Um, and there's a lot of good stuff in this. I really like Kylie Minogue um, a lot in mm. this. Uh, she said recently that she wants to come back, and I'm like, you're dead. Stop it. Knock it <laughs> off. Um, <laughs> I don't Peter know. Capaldi uh, dies, and, he, and like Karen Gillan. So there's precedent. Yeah, that, yeah. I guess that's true. Um, I well, she wants to be the Astrid again. Oh, um, oh I see. Okay. Yeah. yeah no, she's yeah. dead. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, I, I I like it as a throwback to like a '70s disaster movie um, with a big ensemble cast. Uh, I think that's fun. Um, the angel things are pretty cool. I guess like the angel robot guys. Um, there's that bit where he like flies. He's got them both in like his arms, and he and day ten is like flying up up the thing. Um, we get the introduction of Bernard Cribbins, which is a great scene. Uh, I like the guy who's getting all of the facts about Earth Christmas history incorrect, mm-hmm. which is really fun. Um, yeah, but I don't like that it most mostly everybody dies in this. Uh, that's that's a bummer. Um, so yeah, but. Still would I watch it seven times in a row before I would ever watch <laughs> Aliens of London World War Three again? Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. Yeah, what are your thoughts on uh, Voyage of the Damned? Um, I remember this not aging well for me. Um, yeah, I I do like the the weird little guy alien. What is his name? The he looks like a little cactus. Um, oh yeah, Bada Capilata. Right. I like him. I uh, love a weird <laughs> little right. guy. Yeah, cause he- well, because he was like a he he turned out to be a like an cyborg. Android, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. It is a bummer that everyone dies in this. Um, it's like the antithesis of like Doctor Dances. Um, yeah, uh, this time everybody dies. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's kind of a bummer, but I, it's got the edge that it's a Christmas special too. Um, yeah. so the vibes are immaculate. So I, I this one yeah. over Aliens of London. Oh, it's also got uh, Russell Tovey as oh, the yeah. Uh, um, um, yeah. Alonzo. As Alonzo, yes. yeah, it's got that in this, which is really fun. And he has to like, he he also dies, I think, if I remember correctly. But then they like bring him back randomly with the with the Jack Bar yeah, scene later. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but he uh, he he like stands up to his captain, and you know, because his captain is like running he's 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 gonna like run the ship into earth on purpose mm-hmm. or something like mm-hmm. that um and and toby has to stand up to him and he gets shot um or maybe he doesn't die maybe he, he does, survives yeah. his, his his bullet wound but he does get shot um so yeah there's i feel like there's enough good stuff in voyage of the dam that you can you can like the stuff that doesn't hold up super well you can kind of like squeak past um but uh, nothing in aliens of london <laughs> Uh, holds up super well. Uh, so I, I'm definitely going Voyage of the Damned on this one. As am I. Uh, yes. Okay. All right. So Voyage of the Damned. Um. Okay. So our next matchup is the long game. Here, here. This is a perfect example. You were like, why do you keep putting the bad ones together? Um, I didn't always do it. No, I got. Uh, so we have the <laughs> we have the long game versus gridlock. Um, you know, two more entries into Russell T Davies' uh, future of the Earth Empire epic 
um, that he tells over the course of his uh, his tenure as a showrunner. Um, the Long Game is the very, very easy to forget episode where um, new, brand new companion Adam gets a forehead thingy installed in his head uh, to like w- w- win at gambling or something like that. Um, and uh, Simon Pegg is in it uh, as like an editor um, at this TV station thing. And there's a, there's a goopy alien thing that looks like the fungus in the super Mario brothers movie. Um, <laughs> the, the OG 93 one, um, uh, the ugly, that is the scary villain one. of this. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yes. Um, and, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. There's like literally nothing memorable about this one for me. Um, what do you guys think? Nick? Well, there is something very memorable about it for me and it is that uh this is the uh, a photograph of this episode is the reason i started to watch doctor who oh um i I, as you know scott and Cass, i think you've heard this story at least a couple times i had a subscription to entertainment weekly for a long time back in the 2000s and uh one week there was like here's what's coming out on tv this week and it's like doctor who it was this old TV show back in the 60s, but now they're doing a sexy 2000s reboot of it. And look, Simon Pegg is in this one episode. And I was like, Simon Pegg? I'm Shaun of the Dead? Uh, that's awesome. I'll watch That'll this. Do it. I'll watch this Doctor Who thing. <laughs> um, and now we're here. Here we are. I'm sitting yeah. with you two. Well, um, well, fair enough. That being said, I, I, I mean, I agree completely with everything you've said. This is like you're totally... <laughs> This is like an average, even sometimes a little below average episode of Doctor Who. Uh, he's done this hundreds of times before even yes. this episode happened. <laughs> if if it wasn't for Bad Wolf Parting of the Ways, I don't think anyone would remember this episode even exists, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, to be perfectly honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, Cass, I assume you agree. I feel like we talk about this one yeah. a lot on the yeah. show. I, yeah, I it's it's fine like it's fine it's right. like really bog standard sci-fi i just am salty that it's like a like a, a waste of simon Pegg. like please come back yes yes like he's he's hey, good know, in he, it he doesn't bleach his hair anymore he can he yeah. can you know he could come back he could totally yeah, he's come good back. in it but like it's i don't know i always just call this one the one with simon Pegg because also like the title <laughs> is not the title doesn't mean anything you know well, I, I, if I remember correctly from the book, it was called something else, and then he went back and retitled it after, after he'd he, written the finale. After he came back to like, yeah, Bad Wolf Party yeah. of the Ways, he was like, oh, I'll go back and I'll call this the Long Game because that's what I'm playing, mm-hmm. baby. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, but it always sucks when a title feels completely disconnected from the plot of the episode. It makes it really difficult to remember yeah. it or recall yeah. it. Um, like, yeah. it takes you away. <laughs> yes. A, a perfect example. Absolutely <laughs> spot-on perfect example. Um, and then there's Gridlock, which could very well be my favorite of, like, the future Earth trilogy that um, that he does, which I consider... Uh, this uh, end of the world and New Earth to be like kind of a trilogy. Um, this I think this is my favorite one. Um, it's just so fun. It's so 
interesting hopping from car to car, stuck in traffic. It's also like existentially horrific mm-hmm. um, that these people are in traffic for centuries um, to the point where like generations have like been born and died in traffic. Um, it, you know, uh, I don't know that I, I got how existentially horrible. Right, and now you live in LA. Now I <laughs> live in LA, and I'm like, this is a nightmare. This is a true yep. nightmare. Um, but you know, it's it's typical Doctor Who in that, like, yeah, that is existentially horrific. But also, everybody seems to be in pretty good spirits about it, you know, because that's the human race to Doctor Who is that they'll find the the hope and the positivity in any situation, um, you know, if you give them enough time. And uh, there's something really, I don't know, great about that. Plus, um, there's uh, cat people in this again, and they're the best. And uh, one a, a lady gives birth to kittens. Um, <laughs> what's that to love about that? Uh, I... I'm a big, big fan of this episode. This is uh, maybe one of my favorites on this bracket, to be perfectly honest. Um, Nick, what are your thoughts on Gridlock? So I watched this one last night Mm -hmm. Uh because I had no memory of it. I was like, Gridlock? And uh, yeah, had a ball. I mean, of course, I remembered it as I was watching it because like, yeah, this is a consummate episode of Doctor Who. And I remember this completely absorbing me as a kid of like, he's in this crazy, you know, future version of Earth with, you know, circumstances that are like seem crazy. But then you learn more about him and it it has RTD's just love of the the common man Mm -hmm. in this. It almost feels like a Frank Capra movie at some point. Like there's a part where they all sing their their daily anthem together and Martha (laughs) is like crying and. Yeah. even me of like wow it is like something so beautiful is because they have been so separated from each other they have had to create a sense of community and where i was like i don't know if i feel this strongly about my neighbor the way the magic of every day you have to sing this is like heartfelt anthem together about how life isn't hopeless <laughs> um but uh yeah so i i had a lot of fun with this one and you know uh, uh really cool i really like how the arc of martha and what a, what a douchebag the doctor is being to martha and we get that beautiful little moment at the end where he finally breaks down his walls and talks about gallifrey and how beautiful it was and you know cast like you brought this up when we were talking about uh rose like rose parting of the where you know last week mm-hmm. how cool it is now having seen 14's arc and like seeing like where this character ends up Mm-hmm. And seeing how far they've come, actually, when you look at it, mm-hmm. yeah. Also, the other thing about that moment that I I want to shout out just as a like uh, I don't know a a uh, writing sort of uh, construction thing is that like yes, it is doing exactly what you're saying it's doing about like the relationship with with Martha and like bringing the walls down, but it's also subtly setting up the finale. Um. With the mm, master and sure. all of I mean, that. face a boat, you just are like, not alone. And all, yeah. Right. It's so cool. Like, that, I, I, I love that. I just um, think that that's really cool. Real quick, one more thing is, like, having no memory of this episode. Uh, the macra. Yeah. Yeah. That blew my mind this time. Was- <laughs> I'll be honest. I, I'm surprised you remembered the, that, the macra <laughs> terror episode. I'll never forget um, the macra terror. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Those big crabs. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, Cass, thoughts on uh, Gridlock? Um, I haven't seen this one in a really long time. Um, but the thing I remember about it is that it always makes me cry. Um, and I, I feel like the, the, the community, like the sense of community, but like the isolated nature of it, like that Nick was talking about is going to hit a lot different post, uh, quarantine. Um, and like. Cause like, you know, like, cause he was talking about like singing like the daily anthem or whatever. And like, that just reminds me of like all those videos from like Italy where like those people were on their balconies, like singing across the street to each other. Um, so like, I think that like moments like that, where, where Russell T kind of like, just kind of, he's so good at encapsulating like human resilience, you know, like Mm -hmm. hope against all hope. And I feel like yeah. this episode is like a like a distillation of that. Um, plus, mm. there's giant crab aliens <laughs> and cat Hell people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, yeah, and 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 and, and uh, you know, uh, on top of the lockdown pandemic, uh, you know, allegory or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also definitely an aspect of like internet friendships. Oh, you yeah, know? for sure. Like, yeah, together but um, separate. Right, yeah. right. Uh, that is a really cool, like a really cool reading of it as well. So, um, yeah, that's a really good one. I think it. I think it's better than the long game. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's so uh, let's put it in there. Mm-hmm. Um, gridlock. Moving on to round two, um, our final matchup of round one. Oh, we didn't do Love and Month. We didn't do. Um, we didn't do Army of Ghosts oh. and. Oh, we skipped right past that. You're right. You're right. Okay. Okay. Never mind. Let me go back um, to Army of Ghosts Doomsday versus Boomtown. Um, we don't need uh, to well, drag this one out, do we? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Um, we've already mentioned Boomtown a bunch of times on this bracket. It's the it's the one with Margaret, the lone Sylvine. There's the the great. Um, a uh, bit where uh, they go out to dinner, uh, her and the doctor, and they have like a, a tête-à-tête uh, about like what he does with villains and stuff like that. They There's do a lot of really joke. good stuff in there. Um, but at the end of the day, her plot is that she wants to like uh, surf her way to like becoming a baby again or something like that. <laughs> um, it's insane. It's completely insane. Um, and uh, uh, the other benefit that this has is the. Um, I think we were when we talked about this um, uh, a couple of seasons ago, maybe or maybe even last season. Maybe it was, it was the, last the episode season. we just covered. Yeah, on long way around. Um, uh, the Mickey Rose stuff is I remember being like pretty good in this one, mm-hmm. um, and you know because they like go on a date and it's just like there's nothing sci-fi about her plot line in this at all. It's just. Rose on a date with Mickey and 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 dealing with their uh, their bullshit. Um, <laughs> and, That's enough, you know. It's yeah, and, for it's, any and it's yeah, and it's and it's pretty good. Um, so all that being said, it's pretty good. But like Army of Ghost Doomsday, a a a my probably <sighs> I will talk about it. But like my not a finale <laughs> that I love. Um, personally, I think there's a bunch of missteps in this. Uh, I wish it was executed better than it is, but it's hard to argue 
uh, an episode with you know some of the most iconic things to ever happen in new who versus boomtown which would be the most forgotten episode of doctor who if it wasn't for the long game so <laughs> i get it um i don't know uh thoughts feelings on on either of these guys i i think i love army of ghosts and doomsday more than than either of you from our last episode i think i was the most hyped i think that's peak who to me Mm. Um, uh-huh. and by last we, episode you mean the episode that listeners will hear months from now but yes sure <laughs> the last we recorded yeah. last one we yeah recorded. last one we recorded yeah, yeah i just wibbly. don't want anybody to think they missed something no for sure wibbly wobbly yeah. timey wimey uh yeah. and boomtown more like shit town <laughs> <laughs> the podcast from the makers of cereal yeah, about that uh, sad that really... man who lived out in the in the middle of nowhere yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Who got Mad Hatter disease. He did um, get Mad Hatter disease. That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's not that bad. It's like, it's a pretty, it's a pretty entertaining episode. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to be the dissenting voice. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. I really like Boomtown. I really like Boomtown a lot. Um, nice. I like that it feels like a play. Um, I like mm. that. Um, I like, it's, it's not, it's not the Doctor Whoiest episode, but I like I like when um when he does like character work. Um and like the character work in in like the stuff with with Tan and Rose, you know, uh in in Army of Ghosts Doomsday is like really iconic. Um the the Daleks and Cybermen um like that has the edge uh in that department, but like I I just don't like um new who cybermen um so uh-huh. i will i don't know i guess i'll take i'll take boomtown over that one well, I'm, then, I'm, yeah. nick i'm sorry i'm gonna go boomtown as well um oh, shit. Wow. I'm, I'm i'm very sorry uh i just i really do not I don't care for Army of Ghost Doomsday. I thought, I know that uh, yeah, it's very... I thought the way that you were saying, like, oh, we don't. Well, have to... <laughs> I just assumed it was going to go no, that no, way, no, and I was no. like, I mean, I get it if it does, you know. Um, but I'm, I'm, yeah, I, I do like, I like Boomtown. I, I, you know, it's very goofy. Um, there, there's parts of it that are really goofy. It does have that really fun scene where she keeps trying to get away. Yes. Um, <laughs> and the toy with her, and the doctor's talking to the assistant. Yeah, yeah. Mark, Mark is talking, like talking to the assistant. Uh, doctor is like talking to. It's like she's going out the window, isn't she? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> he like, has to go and get pull her out from out the window. Um, I don't know. Uh, there's, there's, I. And the other thing too is just like, I don't know. I, I get. You know, we're we're doing this sort of balance of like hooiness versus RTDness. Um, and this is very much like all the way on the RTD stuff, but like, I don't know. It's, it's what I show up for R- Russell T Davies for is, is stuff like this. Um, it's breaking the format, but in a way that I find interesting. Yeah. Um, and yeah, with all, I, 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 I grant the, all the iconography of army of ghosts doomsday, but, um, I can't I can't sanction it. I don't know. It's not I don't like I don't like those episodes. I'm so sorry, Nick. <laughs> I'm very, very interested to see uh the next matchup post this. So yeah, let, let let's move let's move Boomtown into round two. Okay. <laughs> I like a mess. All right. All right. <laughs> okay. Boomtown moves on to round two. Um all right. 
Uh, last matchup of of of, uh, of of number of round one, Love and Monsters versus the End of Time. Um, we very recently revisited Love and Monsters. I think we all found way more to like about it than we remembered. Um, but at the end of the day, this is an episode, a, a Doctor Who episode that ends with a blowjob joke. So, is this the one with the electric uh, light? I don't know. <laughs> and Moaning Myrtle. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, yes. okay. Uh, where she turns into a slab of pavement and uh, makes a joke about uh, about sucking yeah. his dick. I will um, say. Yeah. I will say this is uh, having revisited New Earth. This is uh-huh. not the first time that joke has been made on the show because um, there's a there's a similar like dirty joke where oh like, about Cassandra yes yes uh, she she talks okay. about how her her weird clone servant sees to her needs and Rose is just like I hope that means what I think it means you know like or something like that and I'm just like oh uh. okay this is just Russell T <laughs> <laughs> all right um it doesn't end on that on no that it joke, does though. not That's, no it, it doesn't it doesn't make the blowjob joke and then go boom <laughs> And it just like and then the episode's over, <laughs> which is uh, insane. Uh, but all of the Jackie stuff in Love and, and Monsters absolutely rules. I think we all talked about we were gushing about the Jackie stuff in Love and Monsters when we watched it last time. Um, but and and yeah, you know, it says a lot about fandom and all that good stuff. Um, so there's definitely a lot of stuff to like about Love and Monsters. Uh, I don't know. Any other any other thoughts about Love and Monsters before we talk about the other one? Um, Nick, do you have do you have uh, uh, thoughts about Love and Monsters in regards to the? Yeah, bracket? yeah. It is it is a you know much derided episode, but I think we were able to yeah. f- find some interesting at least discussion points about it. Um, mm-hmm. I think this mm-hmm. is another episode where we found like an this is a metaphor for online community and fandom mm-hmm. angle. Um, yeah, fascinated to hear what both of you think about the other episode in this matchup, though. Yeah. Um, Cass, any other Love and Thunder? Or love, and love, thunder. And thunder. love and Thunder. Uh, many Love and Thunder thoughts. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I remember enjoying this episode right up until the alien shows up. And that, like, completely yeah. ruins it for me. Um, Absorb a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> there's that. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, doesn't he also have, like, a weird... Like once he gets big, doesn't he start talking like fat bastard? Like, yeah, probably. I think he does. I think he's like, Whoa. like he does that oh, okay. thing. Yeah. Like, Me hungry, you know, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, daddy, yeah, daddy hungry. hungry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh okay, and then the other episode is The End of Time, which of course is David Tennant's regeneration episode. Um uh or I guess specifically the 10th Doctor's regeneration <laughs> uh episode cuz now we have to narrow it down. Um <laughs> uh this is the return of uh, uh good old Johnny Sims as the master. Um, he eats a burger in, he eats burgers, plural, in a way that rivals, uh, the cherry tomato in Return of the King. (laughs) Um, and, uh, yeah, the master race, um, Barack Obama's speech is going to save the world economy. Yep. Uh, absolutely. 
Um, and so, you know, there's a lot of really campy stuff in this. There's a lot of stuff in this that I was like, man, I wish Ten's final story was better because there's another final story that we'll talk about soon that is like kind of feels like maybe should have been his final story instead of this. But there's also so many good things in this. Bernard Cribbins is absolutely killing it. Just like with all of the, um, immense like this is the end and the epicness of all of that is it's really they're using rassilon in the place of billy piper this time with the voiceover Mm -hmm. of like this is the end of time yeah (laughs) (laughs) um uh, i'm a slasher Uh, (laughs) of prices um it's uh yeah I don't know um but but like despite all that all of the epicness of that I think of all of Russell T Davies Christmas specials the the first like 30 minutes of the end of time part 1 might have the heaviest thickest best christmas vibes of all of them um I feel like it is the most Christmassy of like I shan't. It's Christmas, mm-hmm. uh, and and that um, that whole thing and oh, yeah. the, well, it's like the, Thursday the murder whole old people network. Them, yeah. yeah, yeah, I love that. I I love all of that stuff. I love the quiet scene in the cafe between him uh, and and uh, and Bernard Cribbins uh, is so good. Um, and yeah. Uh, the campy campiness of the of the master aside, like there's so much good stuff in here, and like, do I wish this was better? Y- yeah, yeah, but also I don't know. There's a there's enough good stuff in here that I can kind of roll with it, and I certainly think it's better than Love and Monsters. Um, I don't know. Uh, thoughts on the end of time, uh, Nick? What are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, it's like two like. Two of the best acted scenes in New Who history, and a lot of horse yep. shit. <laughs> yeah, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> One thousand you know, percent. Yeah, it's almost kind of the inverse of Love and Monsters, which is like a much derided episode. But we found like, oh, you know, there's actually like a lot of really cool stuff in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Cass, yeah. what are your thoughts? Um, I think this matchup is really interesting, actually, because I feel like both episodes are kind of um, Russell T. Davies at his like most Russell T. ness, like, but on yes. like different ends of the spectrum, like, like end of time for um, all of the <laughs> the nonsense and the cheeseburgers and and everything. Um, it feels like it's like. It's like an emotional like capstone. Like it, it like wraps up the era in like mm-hmm. a both like a good and a bad way, you know? Mm-hmm. Um and then like Love and Monsters is just like him experimenting, but like also in the framework of the show. Um yeah. and like I don't know, I I don't want to go is still like still kind of like it's very affecting, yeah. you know? So uh, I- and that and that scene of like you're gonna have I think you're gonna have a good year yeah um, yeah that whole thing which uh, somebody pointed out takes place uh, one week after uh, uh, he leaves the baby at the church mm. um, 
Whoa. Yeah, because that's Christmas Eve, and then that's New Year's Eve. So uh, of uh, 2004. Huh. So, um, right around yeah. the corner, Ruby's like getting hanging out with, the, with the, some nuns on New Year's Eve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sucking down a bottle. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, getting abducted really puts by into perspective just how young she yeah. is. Um, oh my God. I know. Um, hey, yeah. Dad. And I, I, you know, I agree, like, two of the best acted scenes in all of Doctor Who and a bunch of bullshit, but also some of that bullshit's really fun. Yes. Um, yeah. you know, like the doctor on the, on the gurney getting wheeled around and telling everybody, like, no, not that oh, way, this way, and like assholes. all of that. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there. I don't know. There's some fun stuff in there. The the conversation with them where they're on the ship. So I would I would argue three really great acted scenes. Um, when when he and uh, Bernard Crimmins are like on the ship looking out at space and talking about like what it means to be a companion and the Doctor and um, war and all of these things. Um, really good stuff there. Um, yeah. But uh, but also the master race, which is some of the goofiest bullshit. Um, <laughs> it's like so uh, embarrassing ever. in like high. It's really <laughs> yes, it really. Whoo boy, um, yeah. What was the <laughs> the the unironic use of the term race wars in a Fast and Furious movie? Oof. Um, yeah, we're like, yeah, we're going to race wars, and I was like, oh, guys, you didn't say that out loud until just it, now. It was two thousand one uh, <laughs> when they started race wars. It was a different time. Yeah, I guess I guess that's true. Um, yeah, so okay, between these two, I think I'm gonna have to go end of time because I just think the iconography of the end of time uh, just absolutely pummels even the best of Love and Monsters on its own. Um, I mean, this is also maybe one of the other most overused uh, gifts on the internet, which is Bernard Cribbins crying at Donna's uh, funeral saying goodbye. Um, to ten, um, her wedding. That like shot of him, huh? Donna's wedding at at Donna's okay, wedding funeral. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I said funeral. Yeah. Oh. I was like, what? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Wedding. 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 Um. Uh. Yeah. Uh. And anyway, and then the lottery ticket is funny. I don't know. Um. I got to go end of time in this particular matchup. What about you guys? Uh, I agree. Okay. Loving monsters, baby. Wow. <laughs> We're switching. <laughs> All right. It's Fair like enough. a great episode of Batman the Animated Series. You know, like you said, Scott is experimenting with the form. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, but uh, end of time, a two against one, end of time moves on to round two. And now we begin round two. Uh, and we have uh, uh, round one champion, New Earth. Going up against the pen, I, I'm going to call it the penultimate special, even though I know End of Time is two, technically two specials. The penultimate special, The Waters of Mars. Um, the Waters of Mars, uh, in which, uh, you know, we get Time Lord Victorious, and uh, we get, uh, you know, the, the Doctor trying to change history for the first time um, in a way that... Uh, he claims is uh, was previously blocked um, and his one off companion in this um, being stronger uh, than him and instead uh, choosing to commit suicide rather than be saved um, uh, for the sake of uh, history and uh, everything else. She just doesn't want the responsibility. Um, but yeah, this is it feels I always get 
many aspects of this episode mixed up with the um the 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 Satan Pit two parter. Mm. Um, because they're both like crews on faraway missions mm. in space. Where some, they're both great. You know, it just it feels very. They're very Russell T Davies ish. Um, and, uh, and, and, and yeah, but, um, they both feature like we've uh, never, we're so freaking far away from anybody. It's insane. We're so right. Alone. Right. Yeah. And they're both like vaguely inspired by sunshine. Mm-hmm. Um, that, <laughs> that, uh, Danny Boyle movie. Um, uh, so here's what I'll say, uh, f- as a negative against wires of Mars. And I've always felt this way about it. Um, I think that it has a phenomenal ending, and I think like the ending overshadows how generic the rest of it is. Um, in my opinion, uh, I think that the water monsters are blah. Um, they don't really do anything for me. Um, they feel like kind of like scraping the bottom of the barrel as far as like ideas. Um, and I think all of that feels very generic, Doctor Who. Um, in a way that I'm not into, and then the last 20 minutes come in and save this episode's life. I think if it wasn't for those 20 minutes, this episode would not be remembered at all. Um, uh, but that's my feeling on it. Uh, thoughts uh, for you guys? Um, so this is the first episode of Doctor Who that I watched, quote unquote, live. Um, wow, because uh, I. I'd watched like I like sp- speed ran um like most of Tenet's run um the summer before um and I am not quite sure what it says about me as a person but like this is like my favorite episode of this era um I think wow. uh I I think the the water um because it, it's like a virus, right? Like I haven't seen it in a while, but like it's like infecting the crew members, and like the idea of being in a remote, like outpost, and well, it's not even remote; it's like Mars, but like being in space where like you you are relying on like the water that you have, and it like it 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 infecting you and like turning you into like a, a zombie movie, basically, is like really scary to me um so like that works for me um i usually when i'm like watching doctor who i i'm like i'm like all about the and i like literally just talked about it like like the hopefulness of it but i like how bleak this gets um i like i like that it's like ten's low point um but it feels like like because he's like at the height of his hubris, but I like that it's like a low point for him. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's a really interesting episode of this show, and like a really um, interesting like uh, examination of like this character, like uh, the tenth Doctor specifically. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I really, yeah. really wanted to rewatch this one, and I ran out of time because I I remember very little of it plot wise, but. I do remember the vibes and I remember the way it made me feel back in 2009. And Mm. at the time, you know, like, like, I mean, like Cass said, like I, the drama of watching 10 regenerate is just like something that will never happen again in my life as a, as a nerd, just Mm. how 
how emotionally big it felt that we were getting ready to say goodbye to 10 and we're mm-hmm. watching it happen. Like he's dealing with it. The character is wrestling with it. And mm-hmm. like seeing this person who was so aspirational as the doctor, like everyone's like imaginary friend, like hero to watch him fall victim to his baser fears and anxieties. And like I said, his hubris. And I just still remember David Tennant's performance in this being very impressive mm-hmm. and like the fear and the desperation when he hears the, the three knocks and and he's mm-hmm. like, no, fuck you. I'm the doctor. I don't, I don't, I'm, I don't get, I don't have to deal with this. Like I'm better than look at mm-hmm. all the good I've done. Blah, blah, blah. Um, so yeah. And I do, yeah, I do admire how bleak it is, even though it may have even kept me from leaping on it the way I, 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 I was going to rewatch planet of the dead and then this one, and then I ran out of time, but um, yeah, I, I still remember how chilled I was watching this for the first time. Yeah, I think I think for me that entire Time Lord Victorious thing doesn't amount to anything for me. Um in a way that like I don't know, it never feels like it was paid off, mm. which is why like Big Finish like did a whole Time Lord Victorious arc um that no one I don't think anyone read or consumed. Um uh but uh, because they it felt they I think they felt like there was not enough attention paid to it i guess um so for me it just doesn't it it, it it you know i like the idea that a human took the power away from him um you know really like you know took the wind out of his sails yeah. of like no 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 i'm not gonna let you change the change history i'm going to change it back because i have the power to do that mm-hmm. um which is really great but i don't I don't think like none of the, the Time Lord Victoria stuff. I just don't know what it's trying to say about Ten's arc. To me, it felt like it came out of nowhere. Um, I, I just it's never really worked for me. So um, for me, I'm going to put New Earth above uh, Waters of Mars, but I am prepared and fully fine with losing <laughs> that battle. It's OK. Um I I know I'm in the deep deep minority on on Waters and Mars, hey, well, but I just I don't get it. What's the know. Time Lord Victorious <laughs> stuff? What is that? Um, it was like a big crossover thing where it was like big finish. Oh no no, I, I mean like in the context the of this episode, like what is? Oh he he shouts it. He calls himself the Time yeah. Lord. I I am the Time Lord Victorious. Uh, because like, he's, as in he's like railing against like a set point in time. Like he's he's like railing against his fate or his destiny or or whatever, and then. Like when he thinks that he is victorious, that's when that human character is like, no, like, I'm not going to let you do this because I have the agency here. Um, and she yeah. like kills herself because she's supposed to be dead. For sure. Like, and I think, right. I think in the, um, in like, I think it's interesting for, because ten Ten's doctor is like, he, he loses so much. You know, and so like this is the thing where he's just like, I'm this is the line I'm not going to cross. And I don't think it needs to be like expanded on because he's undercut immediately. Like that's like we don't want to see the doctor as this vindictive, terrible being like we want to see the doctor as the doctor, you know. So that's weird that they did that. But I I like that. (laughs) I like that he gets to that point he crosses the line and then is just like realizes immediately like that i should not have done that 
Mm-hmm. And then that's the thing mm-hmm. that leads into end of time where he kind of he goes kicking and screaming, but he like accepts it a little more, you know? Yeah. It's yeah. The idea of, like no one's really ready to die until they're dying. Right. Yeah. But he yeah. Right, he makes right. enough peace with it to make it to the Ood for, you know, right. yeah, with, yeah. The, with the lay <laughs> and the sunglasses and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I, I guess I just think that the the extreme like theatricality of the moment Mm -hmm. is what takes me out of it because it feels so out of character. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and so it just doesn't. So on the other hand, like you explaining it, you explaining it makes more sense to me than in the context of the episode. (laughs) So on the other hand, we have new earth, very iconic episode, very memorable, full of iconic moments. Like we said, uh, Mm -hmm. or, you know, sort of defined the vibe and the chemistry of, of Tenet. And and Piper of Ten and Rose, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I just realized it's his penultimate story and his second story. Oh, wow. the, the, yeah. the power of twos. <laughs> yeah, wow. So, um, and like, yeah, one's super fun and yeah. silly, and one is super bleak and and dark. Mm-hmm. So this is this is right, interesting, right. Scott. How are you going to vote? Yeah, for me, it's 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 going to be New Earth over Waters of Mars. Um, it's just not. I respect everything that it's trying to do, but I don't think it's executed at a level that I would want the story it's trying to tell uh, to be executed. Um, personally, but yeah, gas. Uh, Waters of Mars for me. So you're the tiebreaker. So it falls to me then. I must choose between uh yeah an episode that I kind of I kind of mostly remembering the vibes and versus I think I've seen I mean I don't know what's about 2 3 years since we watched New Earth No that was like 2016 okay. Yeah like 8 years ago <laughs> Okay Yeah <laughs> Uh you know again just 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 for the sake of it it feels weird you know not picking of such like a iconic episode but I think I am going to have to go with Waters of Mars just to see what happens? How far it can I, go? Well, I think Waters of Mars is an iconic episode. Yes. I just disagree with its uh, icono- iconography <laughs> status, I guess. Because, yeah. um, like, and yeah, yeah. like, yeah, that's fair. Like, it doesn't work for you. Yeah. But I'm a little edgelord at heart, so I like that stuff. <laughs> uh, see, I, I, there, there's a, there's a, uh, a dark episode that I prefer more. That's um, fair. Coming up. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Boomtown. So. It won. It won last round. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Boomtown. Um, <laughs> Do you know how dark it is to like want to surf to yeah. be a baby? It feels like eight people. <laughs> um, so oh, dark. remember that episode? Uh, remember that moment right. in Boomtown where she is about to kill someone and then is like, "Oh wait, you seem nice. I'm not gonna kill you." Right. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's that's uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> so it's a it, it's an underrated episode. <laughs> okay, so the next our next matchup is uh, Smith and Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, our winner from round uh, one going up against Bad Wolf, The Parting of Ways, uh, the Ninth Doctor's final story, and the uh, season finale of uh, What was this one. episode called, Scott? It was like Killer Game Show or Doctor Who versus the Game Show World? Game or... Show was, World. Yes. Yeah, Game Show World, exclamation oh, point. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Bad Wolf, um, you know, everybody gets sucked into, uh, 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 game shows or reality shows, um, and, uh, have to get out of it only to learn that, uh, the Daleks are behind everything and, uh, we get a Dalek 
invasion of a television station um and uh the ninth doctor regenerates because he uh sends rose back to london only for her to use the tardis uh, uh to uh send her back by uh sucking in all of the the tardis energy um inside and uh it's killing her and so the ninth doctor kisses her takes the energy in himself um killing himself and uh regenerating into the 10th doctor um with the iconic moment of uh uh you were fantastic absolutely fantastic and you know what so was i um and then he and then he has zoomies uh and then it's ten, and, then it's, and then it's 10 um so yeah uh that versus uh, uh the jadoon on the moon um and the introduction of martha this is interesting because I know I already know because we've already recorded this episode a long way around. I know that uh, Cass has uh, very mixed feelings about this episode, yes. so I'm I'm curious about how this is going to go for you. Um, so uh, please, um, I think I think it's Smith and Jones, um, uh-huh. purely on fun factor, um, Ooh. and I because I like the Daleks a lot. You guys know this, mm-hmm. um, yes. but I. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I I just I it was really really enjoyable watching Smith and Jones this morning. <laughs> Can't wait. And it you know, there's probably a lot more aspects to that that hold up than what happens in Bad Wolf. Yes, yeah. Um. So that you guys sense. will hear me talk uh, Nick, about that later. <laughs> I don't know. Like I'm 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 running on vibes and memories with Smith and Jones because you know we're going to be covering it so soon from our right. timeline. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, Bad Wolf, Parting of the Way is not my favorite Who finale. Um, had fun talking about it with you guys. But, like, you know, I mean, I like I, I don't like it as much as Army of Ghosts and Doomsday. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like, it feels weird picking Smith and Jones because I haven't seen it in so long. But, mm-hmm. like, I do remember that kind of being, like... Like we said, like kind of a perfect gateway episode, like a consummate Hoovian adventure. Um, but, but, and I'm 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 thinking as I'm talking, listeners, you know, this in, t- in terms of RTD vibes, in terms of like what I think of when I think of RTD, planting the Doctor into like mid two thousands reality trash British yes. TV. Yes, that is like yeah, quintessence of RTD to me. Hmm. So wow, yeah. I don't know. See, for for me, it goes, it goes. I, I and I love Smith and Jones, but this goes Bad Wolf Parting of the Ways for me, and and I think it's because at the end of the day, Smith and Jones is mostly uh, uh, Who vibes. Mm. It's like a great doctor who episode but there's not a lot of rustle in there other than you know the campiness of the old the old lady vampire with the straw <laughs> um whereas bad wolf parting the ways is like a perfect merging of those two things maybe not perfect to cast this <laughs> yes. point but but it is it is like you get a russell t davies episode and then one of the greatest like, doctor who finales right like after. when i think of rtd um, even though i voted against it i do think of stuff like barack obama's speech to save the economy and like Mm-hmm. the master <laughs> yeah. race and, yeah yeah um, but i think all of that stuff is better in this than it is in end of time um 
I, I, so that's why I'm going to vote for that. Um, so Nick, once again, so you are the tiebreaker. Me, then. <laughs> uh, I think I'm going to have to go with Bad Wolf Parting of the Ways on this one. All right. So let me add that. But I can't wait to talk about Smith and Jones uh, on on Long Way Round. Mm-hmm. Me too. Um, that whole season is, uh, yeah, I'm excited to talk oh, about. This is a pretty great. Companion. Um. Okay. So Tooth and claw that that uh yeah so that brings us to um wait a second uh, I'm trying to fix this okay um that brings us to uh um to uh wait did I forget to write oh yeah I forgot to write one wait did I wait <laughs> my thing got messed up uh oh what am I missing here um I'm missing something. We did Tooth and Claw over... Next Doctor. Next Doctor. So, oh, I, okay, I see what happened. I see what happened. Yeah, I got I, my my thing, uh, uh, as I've been editing this, something something got messed up. Okay, um, so it is Tooth and Claw, moving on from round one, up against Midnight, um, which is my pick for the darkest, the best dark Russell T. Davies episode. Yeah. Um, it's our only... Like outside of the specials, it's our only companion light episode, I believe. Um, we've had a doctor, we get a doctor light episode uh, every season, but I don't think we had a companion light episode until this one. Um, and yeah, it's the doctor. It's, it's again, it's another example of Russell kind of trying to do a Moffat script in a lot of mm-hmm. ways. Um, in that he's taking a very simple idea of somebody who all they do is repeat what you say um, and turning it into one of the scariest things, like existentially horrifying things you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it is an improvement on um, the uh, Satan Pit two-parter for me with a lot of the same sort of like cosmic horror existentialism. <laughs> Um, but I think this is more interesting. Uh, and I think it has excellent acting from David Tennant, but also like kind of everybody on this plane that he's on. Um, and I love that uh, Donna, like while, while Ten is going through one of the most harrowing, horrific experiences of his uh, lives. Uh, Donna is on vacation on a vacation planet, yeah. which, um, I just, that, that's, uh, I don't know. That it's like that me. thing where um, like you don't see your friend all day at a vacation cause you stay at the resort and then your friend gets mm-hmm. back to the resort and you're like, how was your day? And like, oh my God, and I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I just, I love midnight. Uh, it's one of my favorite Russell T Davies episodes of all time. Um, one of my favorites of this era. Uh, and, uh, yeah. So for me, it's definitely going to be midnight over tooth and claw. Uh, but I, I, I want to hear what you guys have to have to say about, uh, midnight. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what else to add to it. Like midnight's like an all timer. Um, it's, uh-huh. it's like, I don't, uh, Dr. Who is like my exception. Cause I don't really like, I don't like watching horror. Um, so like when Doctor Who gets like really scary, um, that it, I don't know. I, I enjoy, I enjoy that. 
Um, and I, I think the the sci-fi premise of being on this like completely silent planet, like stuck in a a train, and like like having to to deal with this this thing, this consciousness, this entity. Like we still like he like the. I think the scariest part of this episode for me too is that like the doctor never figures out what is what it is um it's like uh-huh. left open ended um and i no like this one this one's like super good yeah right. yeah pretty much everything you guys said i think we can kind of uh go ahead and ship ship expedite this on to the next round <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right um cool uh let me see here come and Oh yeah, paste. Okay. Oh nope, that's not what I said. Um, yeah. Copy. There we go. Uh, yeah, good stuff. Um, okay. So, uh, where does that uh, take us next? Takes us to uh, partners and you know rows and turn left, I believe. Okay. Yes. So. Um, Rose and turn left. Uh, interesting, uh, interesting matchup. Um, so yeah, so turn left, uh, comes out, actually comes right after midnight. Um, mm-hmm. it is the Dr. Light, uh, story this season. Um, and for the, uh, for kind of like the first time, the Dr. Light episode is, or is the, like one of the most important to the overall plot of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, episodes which is uh uh pretty crazy um but yeah this is uh donna um you know finding out about the the spider that's been on her back uh all season long and um sends her to an alternate universe in which she never met the doctor well yes um this this is one that i revisited because i had no memory of this one Uh uh-huh um and the 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 bug, like the beetle, yeah. um, is placed there in this episode. And then the parallel universe is like an extended dream. Right. Because the beetle is like a thing that feeds off of like like ener- time energy or something. Some something. Um, like and which I thought was like really interesting. And I like this episode as an exploration of like what if this character never met the doctor mm-hmm. and like how like disastrous that is and like how that underscores Donna's like character arc through this season. Yeah. Um this this replayed like a lot better than I remembered it. Oh. Um so like yeah, no, I was like, oh this is this is a <laughs> banger actually. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I I've always really loved this episode. It's like a Twilight yeah. Zone uh episode of yeah, Doctor Who, yeah. you know? Um but I but I also just think um I think too. I it probably plays a lot harder knowing that how important she has been to him up to this point, um, mm-hmm. and now because of where he ends up in the future with her in his happily ever after, like it just like it adds even more weight to all of that, um, and mm-hmm. and really like cements her as like as Donna Noble is like one of the most important companions we've ever had. Um, mm-hmm. so, uh, yeah, you could say it's a banger. Uh, <laughs> Nick, 
Thoughts on turn left? I kind of think this one has to beat Rose because it's like kind of what you said about Rose was this was such a an introductory an introduction or a preview into what RTD intended to do with the companion as a concept. And like, mm-hmm. hey, we're gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna get you more invested in this companion's interior life and life before they met the doctor and who they are as a character yeah. and what they mean to the doctor. They're not just gonna be like Sherman to Mr. Peabody. And <laughs> at, at turn left is kind of like the realization of that. Cause like it's one of the strongest, most you know, a really great episode of the show, but also like kind of the linchpin of this entire series. And it's all Donna. Mm-hmm. And yeah, mm-hmm. you never skip this one. You're never like, ah, oh, you don't need to watch this one. It's just it's just Donna. <laughs> and yeah. so it, it shows up. Yeah. So it's like, it, cause it, yeah, because it's like it's like fulfilling that promise. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Uh, I, I agree. Um, I'm I'm all in on turn left. As am I. Mm-hmm. Boom. Okay. So right. Yes. So our next matchup is uh, is uh, round one winner Voyage of the Damned versus the three part series three finale Utopia The Sound of Drums Last of the Time Lords. Um, so I'm just gonna preface this by saying. I am not going to pick Voyage of the Damned over <laughs> over the the three parter, but just as a well, you know what? Maybe I'll save that. I'm going to save that conversation. I'm just going to say right now. I'm just going to leave it at that. Uh, okay. The master three parter. I'm choosing that over uh, uh, Voyage of the Damned. Um, what 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 are your thoughts? Um, this three parter is my favorite. Um. 10th doctor finale Mm. um i even with the the stupid i love the stupid old potato doctor um (laughs) in a cage i I love yes yes (laughs) um i love the weird little creepy uh orbs that sound like children Mm. um i like uh john sims master like becoming like you know like kind of unhinged like dancing to the scissor sisters song like it's just like it's like it's everything that i love about this show like both the good and the campy you know Mm. um so yes i'm i'm also picking that one um (laughs) so i did get to watch utopia last night um did not see the other two but um so what I so what I what I kind of the vibes I got from Utopia. So in Utopia, they they uh, 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 Jack pops a ride on the TARDIS and futzes with the TARDIS's trajectory, and they end up on like the far end of the universe. Like the like the, mm-hmm. the stars are dying. That's why the the sky is so black. Humanity is now just like a small base of ragged, you know, destitute. Uh, like survivors that have nothing left and they are uh, attacked by shark toothed zombie, like rage zombies. Uh-huh. And uh, there's a moment where, you know, they're, they, they, the doctor and um, Martha and Jack have made it to the humans like outpost. And they're walking through these narrow hallways and the humans are all dirty and they're dressed all shabbily, but they're making like soup with a lighter. And, the doctor's like, wow, uh-huh. people. 
You're so <laughs> inspirational and wonderful. And isn't this isn't this great hope? You can't you can't you can't squash out hope. And I'm like, oh my God. Like it it really challenged his worldview for me of like, <sighs> at what point is death better? Or <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah, I'm sure they feel super grateful, Doc. Like, I don't, I, but then it may be, be like, oh, like it challenged that in a really cool way. Um, and then, yeah, it was cool watching this some, uh, so soon after uh, Bad Wolf Parting of the Ways for me because it's kind of like it's Jack getting to know what 10 is about. And 10's like more mm. flirty in this one than I remember him being. And like, but mm. in an aloof kind of asshole kind of way of like, Mm-hmm. I don't care. Who care? Who, uh, you know, whatever, Martha, shut up. Like, it doesn't matter. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, so, I yeah. So, this was a richer episode. And then, yeah, Derek Jacoby, uh, a master in his mm-hmm. own right. Um, and it's just a cool, it's cool to watch this now knowing so much more about the master. And, like, the, the little, I love the audio clips of past masters as he's slowly getting his memories back, you know? And the laughter. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm pretty comfortable voting for, even having not seen the other two parts in a long, long time. I'm I'm down to vote with you guys against t- the one where Titanic mm-hmm. happens in space. All right, all right. There we go. <laughs> so Master Three Parter uh, moves on to uh, round three. Um, all right. So our next matchup is Boomtown versus the Christmas Invasion. Um, Christmas Invasion. You know, it's funny. We talked about this in our holiday bracket. Uh, because if I remember correctly, the Christmas Invasion did not even move past round one um, in our holiday bracket. Um, and the reason for it was that uh, as Christmassy as it is, um, a whole lot of nothing happens for most of this. Um, yeah, the Doctor isn't even in it until the last 10 minutes. Exactly. and But then those yeah. 10 minutes are so euphorically good yes. that you forget how kind of nothing the rest of it is um so for me uh but oh man but those but those 10 minutes are so good i don't know i want to i don't know how i'm gonna vote what do you what do do you guys have to think about uh christmas invasion versus uh boomtown i mean gosh is boomtown gonna make it all the way to like the (laughs) semi-final Um. Yeah, let's do it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna vote for Boomtown. <laughs> yeah, on my little worksheet here, um, I I have Boomtown just because, like, like Christmas Invasion, like, isn't my favorite. <laughs> like Chris, like it's yeah, like you know, like the Sycorax rock and whatever. Like that's cool. The but the, the sword fight and whatever. But like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I just appreciate I appreciate like the character like the meaty characterness of of Boomtown. Yeah. More than the the Christmas trappings, you know? Like right. the, the killer Christmas trees and everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um yeah. And 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 you know, it's it's at like like Christmas Invasion is at its best when 10 is in it. Um, you yeah. know, I, I think about like the beginning when he crash lands and is like, I had to tell you something. What was it? Oh yeah. Happy Christmas. And then faints, uh, mm-hmm. like that's the fun. King and joke. then when he, 
Yeah, the Lion yeah. King joke when he uh, saves them from the Christmas tree uh, before like falling back into a coma again mm-hmm. um, in the in the PJs and with the Jackie's boyfriend who leaves the orange in the or an apple in the in the in pajamas. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he has a snack at night. You know, like that stuff is like great. But whenever David Tennant is asleep, I'm asleep. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh, the blood magic stuff is fun, I guess. Also, but... uh, what I like about all yeah. of us voting for Boomtown is it's kind of cool that a nine story is making it this far down the down the line. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. Um, all right. Uh, next up we have the Stolen Earth, uh, Journey's Ooh. End, the fourth series finale versus Gridlock. Um, one of the best Russell T Davies one-off episodes. Um and Stolen Earth Journeys and one of the best uh two part uh, Russell T Davies episodes. Mm-hmm. Um and it's my favorite of his finales. Um I would say uh it is exempt like exceptionally satisfying. Um seeing everybody together working mm-hmm. around the TARDIS console, seeing like a TARDIS piloted the way it's supposed to be, you know, um is is such a fun uh, moment and it just feels like such a just a beautiful like tie up of the Russell T Davies era um, which is then uh, uh, kind of just like the all of the air is let out of the balloon with like the, the subsequent specials after that um, if it had just ended here uh, if they had been able to pull all of this together or you know uh, put end of time here and moved this to the replace end of time or something like that um i think that it would all be a lot more satisfying um but uh and it also features uh one of my favorite russell davies trolls of all time which is the the regeneration (laughs) cliffhanger um which you know blew my mind um watching this in uh 2008 um i i adore this um i think that the one thing is that like I don't know. A Davros just isn't my guy. <laughs> um, you know, like I like I like the uh the two-parter with like Missy and um uh 12 with Davros. I like that mm-hmm. two-parter, the magician's apprentice or whatever. Um yes. I, I I like that use of Davros and that, but in this he's just sort of a guy. I don't know. Um <laughs> you know. Um but yeah, like Dr. Donna and all of that um, uh, iconic gif of uh, 10 crying in the rain. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of really great stuff in this. And it just feels massive. Like that can't be understated of like how massive this feels of like, wow, like Sarah Jane Adventures is in this. Torchwood's in this. Torchwood, yeah. It's the whole it's it's the whole universe that he's created um since he's been doing this show and it's they're all involved in this uh finale and it's just it's very very satisfying. Um so really really love this one. Thoughts on Stolen Earth Journey's End, folks. I don't I don't know what else to add to it like it's it's been a really long time since i've seen um this one but like i even like 
I agree that the Davros of it all is kind of the weakest part, um, especially I'm actually really interested to go back and revisit it knowing more about Davros as a character, mm. um, you know, because since we've been doing this, the classic Who thing. But um, I the the few minutes with everyone in the TARDIS is like some of the most like joyous, like moments in the show period and i i like i love that um and i think it's like it really does feel like you know like he's been building um towards this um with all of the as much as i brag on torchwood like seeing seeing them interacting with the doctor is like really wholesome and like the the sarah jane um crew too you know so uh, i don't know yeah it's it's this one <laughs> yeah no for sure peak who uh peak rtd i don't know you can't can't go wrong with 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 these two episodes mm-hmm. yeah okay all right well um so that uh knocks gridlock out um as we get uh the series four finale into uh the next round um, our final matchup of round two is uh, round one winner, The End of Time, versus uh, Donna's introductory story, um, a story we're going to be covering not next season on Long Way Around, but the season after that, uh, The Runaway Bride, um, the second Christmas special. And uh, yeah, um, so yeah, this is the Killer Santas, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, yes. with the horns. Um, I'm going to go to my co-hosts. Thoughts on The Runaway Bride. Nick, go ahead. Yeah. Start us uh, off. It's fun until the doctor does a genocide, but. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, you know, I, I, this is such a lark and it just feels like Christmas to me. Um, and you know, this is where the Tenet and Tate comedy team was born so always got to give it props for this uh yeah i think this is a pretty easy victory over uh love and monsters or no end of time yeah. end of time, end of time. Yeah. i i can see why you would confuse the two though uh, <laughs> <laughs> certainly <laughs> cast thoughts um, i i will say that this episode i don't think i've ever had um, aside from like last Christmas, like when we rewatched that one for the Christmas bracket, because um, the first time I saw this, I did not like it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think like this, like, <laughs> yeah, the doctor does a genocide. <laughs> um, but I. It's just it's just fun seeing like how far the doctor and Donna have come. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um. And I, as much as, like, the the emotional weight, uh, like, the, the good parts of End of Time are, I don't know that it, I don't know that it outweighs the, the, the really campy Christmas-ness um, of this one, you know? Mm. Um. This one's hard. I think it's Runaway Bride. I think it's Runaway Bride. Um, yeah. 
I mean, I I I think that uh, the bullshit in End of Time. Um, uh, if you if you line if you cut out all the good stuff out of End of Time and you just lined up the bullshit end to end, I think it yeah. it would make a longer episode than the Runaway Bride. So that means to me, I think Runaway Bride wins by default. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but it's also you know it's it's a great. Um, Christmas episode. It's probably Tenet's best Christmas episode, um, objectively, you know? Um, mm-hmm. it's got Christmas vibes. There's nothing weird in it, uh, other than the genocide. Um, and, and it also, you know, it begins my long, uh, I don't know, my, 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 it just begins my, my, my complex, like, sadness for donna um and how much she is uh, uh i don't know just like emotionally abused by the world oh, sure um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fiance in this. Yeah. yeah 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 exactly and just like you know like talking about like yeah of course i didn't want to marry you you dumb piece of shit and i'm like oh man like fuck <laughs> on, on christmas? christmas that's so brutal <laughs> yeah you know, she gets um, a loving supporting husband and a beautiful daughter and a, and a nice house yeah mm-hmm. exactly yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, it all ends up uh, working out, but it's just like, yeah, no, she it's just so interesting because it's like from a character perspective, it's so interesting this with this episode being the beginning of Donna. And this is an episode about how she thought the rest of her life was about to start. Mm. And it wasn't. Mm-hmm. But in a way, it was. Um, and, you know, eventually we get to what is you know the rest of her life and she does get her happily ever after um and it's just i don't know it's nice it's nice to look back at this and just be like man you really thought you had it all figured out and uh you hadn't even began um (laughs) um and i like that you know russell is uh you know he took a, a a character that is like you know, the whole point of Donna, right, is that she would be a background extra in anyone else's story. Um, mm-hmm. You know, she is like the whole point of her is that she doesn't really want that much. She She's not that interesting. You know, she's not really that good at anything. Um, and this adventure sort of just like inspires her to start going down a path of um, figuring out who she is and what she wants out of life. And mm-hmm. that's really cool. Um, and that's a that's the kind of story only Russell T Davies could tell, I think. So, um, gotta go with the Runaway Bride yeah. over over End of Time. End of Time, more like shit um, of time. And and you know what's <laughs> funny is uh, is both in Runaway Bride and the End of Time, uh, in both of those, the Doctor does a genocide. Um, and, and how? Technically, it's speaking. a Christmas tradition. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, all right. Well, um, that takes us to our uh, the be- the beginning of um, round three. And so, uh, the way that I want to do this, since we've already talked about all these episodes, um, I just want to I'll, I'll start with you guys, and I'll just call on you, and you just talk about what your your thoughts are on the matchup itself and which way sure. you're going to lean. Um so starting with you Nick, water, the waters of Mars versus Bad Wolf the parting of the wow, ways. Wow, wow, wow. So uh you know, Waters of Mars underrated classic, really dark and nasty and like sunshine. Uh 
Bad Wolf Parting of the Ways, not my favorite finale. The show is still kind of figuring itself out. RTD was still kind of figuring the show out. But you got a uh, Weakest Link robot and uh, <laughs> the doctor joining. A- Android. Android. The Android. Android, yes. Um, and then, you know, also, yeah, like 2005 era Big Brother. So that's like very much very RTD. So this is a tricky one for me. It's like, I think I might like, I think The Waters of Mars is a stronger episode for me, but perhaps less RTD, you know? Mm. So, mm-hmm. wow. I think, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. I'm going to go with Waters of Mars. <laughs> All right. Um, I already talked about how much I love Waters of Mars and how it's like my favorite um, of these. So it's got to be that one. Especially, yeah. uh, especially with this. <laughs> um, like, I like, I like Bad Wolf Parting of the Ways. Um, I like, I like the things about it that I like. Um, the things that work for me work for me really well. Um, but then there's so much that doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Sorry, Scott. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, for me, yeah, it's definitely Bad Wolf uh, Parting of the Ways over Waters of Mars. Um, but I saw this coming. It's fine. Yes. Um, (laughs) So, uh, 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 yeah, but I will say as it goes out, um, uh, I just I have so much love for uh, Bad Wolf Party of the Ways. And I would say that it is arguably I'm trying to think of another one. I think I think it's the best Dalek story in the RTD one era. I don't know that there's a better one. Dalek. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, <laughs> fair enough. Uh, well, yeah, no. Um, what? Uh, uh, Robert Sherman. Robert Sherman. Robert. Yeah, Robert. Uh, there's a Robert in there. <laughs> um, okay, next matchup uh, is Midnight versus Turn wow. Left. Good Lord, this is a toughie. Wow. That's a toughie. Um, Cass, we're starting with you this time. Um... Midnight. Um, <laughs> as much as uh, Turn Left, I think, surprised me when I revisited it um, this time. Um, just like Midnight is just like top five of of all time, like the top ten of all time, like material. Um, and I feel like it's it's like like David Tennant is just like in his element the entire time. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's Midnight. Okay. Oh, man. I I think I'm going to have to go with Turn Left just because it is such a core piece of mythology in the the saga of Donna and the Doctor. And that feels even richer to me now post post Star Beast and Wild Blue Yonder and The Giggle. And it's also kind of It's a Wonderful Life where it shows what this friendship meant to Donna as well. and mm-hmm. and yeah, it is like one of the better Doctor. It's so funny because like the Doctor Light episodes are like classic because you have you know Blink right there. Um, but right. yeah, I mean like Midnight is so cool for all the reasons that I love Waters of Mars. I I love how dark and bleak the show can get, and just like genuinely good sci-fi. But just in terms of mm-hmm. of sheer hooiness for me, I think I have to go with Turn Left on this one. <sighs> And so it falls to you, Scott. 
God, this is hard. Um, this is so hard. This is really hard. Um, <laughs> both of these episodes, like I, I, I just think they're they're uh, beloved for me. Um, for all the mm-hmm. reasons that you both have talked about, I think that Midnight is, you know, um, a sort of quintessential one-off episode. Um, and I love those about Doctor Who. It's like one of my favorite things about Doctor Who are the, the one-off episodes. Um, but as Nick said, Turn Left is such just like the epitome of everything that Russell T Davies was trying to accomplish with the show, which was, I'm going to make an episode about the companion and the doctor's going to be dead at minute mm-hmm. 20. Um, and, uh, deal with it. Uh, I'm going to, you're going to love this. The, the You're going to love her so much that you're not going to care. Um, and I also think he accomplishes something in turn left. Uh, I think he, he improves upon an idea um, that he introduced in the previous season in Turn Left as well, um, which I will get to in uh, our next matchup. Um, but, oh man, this is really hard. Um, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> if If we're going by caliber of like like objective i don't know like it's i guess it's all subjective but like if we're going by like caliber of the episode it's midnight but if we're going with like the russell t of it all it's turned left because of like the um just the way that he because like everything's there like the the adipose like it's it's like all of these things these adventures that like have happened since um like like the hospital in in the first episode with Martha, like like all of these things that we've seen over the course of the show, and yeah. like like it's like you know like the the bad universe, you know, like it's the bad place. <laughs> the yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it just sucks because I love Midnight so much, and I and right. I and I hate that uh, it's going it's getting beaten by uh, Waters of Mars by default. Um, <laughs> Uh, but uh, I don't know if that's a reason to move it into the next, into the, into the, uh, semifinals, um, or finals, no semifinals, um, all right, I, I'm going to fight, I'm going to fight, uh, Waters of Mars, uh, Waters of Mars' existential, uh, dread, um, uh, vibes uh, with, uh, it's equal and opposite in turn left. Um, so you chose so you chose personal is. vendetta over the purity of our task. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> correct. Um, uh, no, 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 no. I, I, I just, I don't know. I just, I, I don't know what else, I don't know how else to do this. They're like equally good. I mean, like yes. that that one two punch of watching series four and going from midnight to turn left. Um, to say nothing of the silence of the library two-parter that immediately comes before right. midnight, wow. but what it's just season. like that one-two punch of midnight turn left is like fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so good, but uh, I'm just—I think I'm just gonna—I'm gonna choose the. 
yeah the just the 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 more russell t of the two um okay. and and go with turn left um right. okay uh god damn that was hard um so does that I, mean turn left is going yes forward okay going forward yes so now now turn left is in the semi semifinals um, this is a out... thing that I did not anticipate happening. <laughs> yeah, beating up Midnight. I I am so sorry uh, to my beloved Midnight. Um, okay. <laughs> Next up is the Master Three Parter versus Boomtown. Nick, go. Uh, I, uh, the 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 buck has to stop here. I got I got to go with Utopia. <laughs> Sound of Drums. Last of the Time Lords. <laughs> Boomtown has been a fun ride. Um, <laughs> It's crazy you made it this far. Uh, Cass? <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, it's Utopia and Lost of Time Wars for me. Okay. Um, all right. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna I'm still gonna keep I'm gonna I'm gonna keep my thoughts to myself on uh on the Master Three Parter. Um once mm. again, uh as it moves on to the semifinals. Um and there we go. Okay. Uh, final quarterfinal matchup is the Series 4 finale, Stolen Earth, Journey's End versus Runaway Bride. Um, Cass? Oh, Stolen Earth, Journey's End. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be choosing the yeah. same. Yeah. Yep. 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 I mean, I don't know. I don't know. In good conscience, I don't know how else we could, no. uh, yeah, we could do that one. Um, okay, <laughs> series four, uh, finale. Okay, so we're in the finals now. Um, right? all right, now we are. No, we're in the semifinals okay. now. Um, so the semi, our first of two semifinal matchups, okay. uh, the Waters of Mars versus Turn Left. Um, I uh, there's so much uh there there is too much generic shit in Waters of Mars I think for it to get to the finale um like no matter how how good the last like 10 minutes of this is I think the rest of it is so down the middle Doctor Who um basic adventure like you could see it in a very similar thing. And like, I, I could probably name like nine classic who adventures off the top of my head that do this same thing. Um, and I can't name any other episode of doctor who that does what turn left does, um, which makes it very special for me. So I, I'm going turn left on this one. Um, uh, Gosh, Nick, it's we'll so crazy. You. Cause you have on the one hand, kind of what Scott said about a previous round, one of the strongest, like a, such a strong one-off episode of the show that is just like this mm -hmm. self-contained bit of really dark, thoughtful sci-fi that has like such a great performance of David Tennant and really makes you realize what a gift it was getting this guy in this role. And mm -hmm. like what a, how different and darker it is than what you think of, you know, I think of RTD as being very silly and fun and romantic, and this is none of those things. Um, but on the other hand, uh, as I said, like turn left is such a linchpin to a grander story and is telling such a cool story about the doctor and mm -hmm. what the doctor means to the world and how important he is and what, 
all kind of like checking in with you, the viewer of like, look at all the crazy adventures we've gone on since we started this. Um, mm-hmm. So, wow. Yeah, this is hard. This is really tricky. Um, oh, gosh. Well, let's circle yeah, back. Yeah, let's, see, let's, let's see where Cass is at. Okay. So, um, I think I'm going to surprise you. Um, because, <laughs> like, these two stories are are very bleak for completely different reasons. Mm, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Like, the... Like the doctorlessness of it, uh, of of turn left, um, versus like the almost like too much doctor, <laughs> you know, um, yeah. of Waters mm-hmm. of Mars, and I think I think that. This is really difficult for me because I love Waters of Mars, uh, but I I I am a sucker for um for like what if stories like like uh like alternate universes, um and yeah. this one like it's just it's such a compelling piece of sci-fi, um mm-hmm. and yeah I think I'm I think it's turn left. Last thing I'll say. Uh, how cool it is how this matchup was a story where like Cass said we are stuck with the doctor and there is no companion mm-hmm. and he is our he is our kind of familiar face but we watch him as he falls short of the expectations that we have for him and the expectations yeah. he sets for himself and mm-hmm. how uncomfortable and kind of heartbreaking it is to watch kind of like space dad <laughs> <laughs> become like i don't want to die i'm really cool i don't please and you're like oh god even him you know and then turn left is this like big euphoric like he's the best guy around what genocides (laughs) um so i i guess i will be the dissenting vote and just vote for waters of mars uh but then i'm more than happy with seeing uh turn left advancing on to the finals yeah, I, I mean, I can say um, I did not see turn left no, no, going all the way to the to the finals. <laughs> um, but it's it's cool. Uh, that's what's so surprising about this. I, if I remember correctly, our our uh, our, our uh, holiday bracket uh, went uh, in a weirdly similar. Yeah, last place. Christmas we like, like made it all the way to the finals, and we were like, "This is." <laughs> yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, the next matchup is. The Master Three-Parter versus Stolen Earth Journey's End. Um, So here's where I'm going to start. And I'm just going to say that I have uh, the last time that I rewatched the Master Three-Parter. I did not like it at all. Um, So, uh, yeah. So I, I still remember, like, Utopia is still, like, solid. And I think the reveal of the Master and the setup... And pay off of the watch, the fob watch, and um, his uh, subsequent uh, regeneration nice bug lady. from Dar- yeah, from Dar- yeah, and then the death of yeah, the murder of the bug lady, unfortunately. Um, but like the uh, uh, from uh, Derek Jacoby to uh, John Sims. Um, but I, I really, really do not 
enjoy John Sims Master <laughs> at all. I find him a very grating. Um, That's so I, I wild. Just, I don't, I'm not. I'm not into it. Uh, I think he sucks, and uh, <laughs> I I think that he was better um, with uh, Moffat um, in mm. that uh, in that Cyberman yes. two parter because he was able to. Like Moffat didn't play to his baser instincts, I guess, as like a very like campy over the top actor. Whereas Russell T Davies was like, "Fucking go for yeah. it, man! Whatever you think, uh, whatever you think you're gonna do, I want you to take it up even higher." Um, and just like the whole like, I don't know, like Joker of it all. Um, that being like kind of in the zeitgeist at the at that mm-hmm. time. Um, it all just. I, it doesn't, it just, it doesn't work for me. And it really all comes down to just like his performance, which I really, really don't like at all. And there's, there's parts of it that I like, like the Scissor Sisters thing, which is really big and over the top and ridiculous, but like in a fun, campy mm-hmm. way. Um, whereas like him with the gas mask and the thumbs up, I, I, it just, <laughs> all of that stuff I don't like. And, um, uh, I don't know. Every time he would get super, super manic. I just really, I wasn't into it. I thought he was like winning too easily. Um, and then I think that the justification of how they get out of it is just the most silliest uh, when you wish upon a star bullshit I've ever seen in Doctor Who. And <laughs> and I hate it. And, you know, it's so funny that he could do the exact same thing. You know, we know Russell T loves revisiting ideas and improving upon them. He could do that again in the new series and it would probably work because of the whole fairy right. tale mm. legends yes. are real yes. thing. But because it's a setup right. better. Whereas here... They're just like, I, I, maybe this, I don't know. Um, and I'm like, this doesn't make any sense, guys. And you didn't, you did not earn this ending. You're just like trying to justify like Martha as a companion and, and that you didn't like, you know, uh, uh, mess her up in terms of like her ending, uh, as a character. And Ooh, yeah, I, I do not like, uh, Dobby doctor. It's just not, <laughs> it, I'm not into it. Her last um, scene though was so good. I don't know. Martha's last scene. Uh, that's true. That is true. That is great. But I'm talking more about how she like walks the earth no, and sure. tells people the story of the doctor and all that shit. <laughs> um, I don't uh, think I knew uh, this. Yeah. I don't think it like, I love this show because I like learn things about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I hate this. Uh, and yeah, but I will say this, I'll give it credit where credit's due. When this came out, I thought this was the coolest shit ever. Um, I absolutely adored this finale and I thought the master was the coolest villain ever. Um, and then end of time happened. And then I was like, wait, is this weird? And then you go back and you rewatch this and you're like, oh, it, it wasn't. That's actually just how he is. <laughs> um, he didn't eat as many, he didn't eat as many hamburgers as he right. does now, but he was just as like manic and clownish and uh, court jestery. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I'm not into it. Uh, give me uh, uh, Sasha Dewan's uh, master over John Sims any day. Um, so wow. yeah, that's how I feel. So I am voting uh, Stolen Earth, Journey's End um, by a country mile on this one. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna, it, it's not so much as I'm voting against the Sound of Drums, <laughs> Last of the Time Lords, as I'm voting for, uh, Journey's End, Stolen mm-hmm. Earth, for all the reasons we've been talking about. I mean, it's like freaking, yeah, 
yeah, it's like such a victory lap of the era. It's a better finale than than the end of time. Um, but yeah, I also very I, I I'm looking forward to rewatching the last of the Time Lords and the Sound of Drums because I remember very little of that the meat of that episode. Mm. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of good stuff in it. I know there's one conversation in particular that Cass is probably going to uh, mention. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's good yes. shit. Uh, but so go um, ahead, Cass. Yeah. No, the the scene, <laughs> the scene where the doctor is begging the master not to die uh, out of spite. Um, and uh-huh. he does so because he's a petty bitch um, is like. That's really well done. I'm I'm actually like really interested because I haven't seen it in a while, but I like I do have like very fond memories of that three parter. So I'm curious to see if if my opinion shifts whenever we get to it on the show. Um, uh-huh. But uh, mm, no, I gotta rep my baby. Uh, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, I I prefer. Yeah stories about the master more than uh stories about davros so <laughs> i mean yep. that's i mean that's fair <laughs> and like uh, i'll be honest i don't even i i wasn't even like considering it as a yeah. as a davros story now that's so at this funny point. and but yeah, yeah Cassie right. mentioned You're you totally said like right. oh you know we learned so much about scott but like yeah when I, when i think about you know young Cass watching that scene but oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know and like <laughs> I mean, that's like formative text. It really is. Yeah. I'm like, why am I? Why do I like this so much? <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Cass finds this very relevant. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> oh, oh, that's so man. funny. All right. Well, we uh, that brings us to our final round, um, wow. which is turn left versus the series four finale. Um, which is so interesting because it's just like turn left is just the the <laughs> utopia so too. Yeah, because you right. like prefaced the whole yeah. episode being like, yeah, I split these up on purpose, and now like, lo and behold, <laughs> now now this the, this yeah. shit. Donna Hive, how we feeling? <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Um. Good. Yeah. I I I, I probably should have put uh, turn left on the same side as the series four mm. finale. So that's my bad. No, it's just um, when I, when I built this thing, but uh, uh, yeah, turn left versus the series four finale. Nick, yeah. what are your thoughts? You know, uh, I, I feel like I, I have to almost vote for uh, journey's end and stolen earth. Uh, just because it's like, I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. It's almost like I was going to say it's like picking fellowship instead of return of the king, but that's like totally valid, you know? Um, (laughs) Sure. (laughs) But like, God, these three episodes, like what a, what a run, what a run for RTD as a storyteller, just flexing, just like Mm -hmm. having so much fun, such a short time after Rose, when you really think about it. Um, and it's like, yeah, like has a celebration of Torchwood and Sarah Jane Adventures. And, you know, in defense of Davros, um, he does have, and we even talked about it already this season, that incredible line in the midst of Team TARDIS coming together and flipping the switches. And Davros is like, look at what you turn people into, how you turn them into killers. And they're they're so joyful about it. And it's like... 
that is a good villain is able to just pierce through a, a hero's bullshit and mm-hmm. find the hypocrisy mm-hmm. in them. And that's, that's a, it's a yeah. very memorable moment. Yeah. And, and it, 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 it like, it's a, he's, he's stating a one-to-one yes mm-hmm. with him and the doctor. Yeah. He's saying like, he's, he's saying without saying the fucking bullshit villain. We're not, we're not so different. Of, you and I. Yeah. yeah. We're yeah, not yeah. so different. You and I. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's, uh, yeah, no, it's kind of great. Um, uh, so yeah. Uh, cast thoughts. Ah. <sighs> hmm. I don't know. Um <sighs> I think Hmm. This is count yeah. this is a three-parter, you know. Right? <laughs> We win. Everyone wins. Yeah, um, yeah everyone wins. Just this once. <laughs> I don't know if if the the tragedy aspect of Donna, um, like, because I feel like prior to these specials, the 16th anniversary specials, um, that is the thing about this two-parter that stuck with me the most like Mm. um that punch that final emotional yeah like like the doctor wins but he like kind of doesn't like he loses like in his pro in the process he loses his best friend and um so i don't is it like now that that's not true anymore does that kind of lessen the i'm not sure if that... that lessens it um but I I think I'm I should have rewatched them, I guess. I almost did cuz I just almost <laughs> let it keep playing after turn left. Um I'm also like kind of struggling to remember the the plot of Stolen Earth specifically. Like I know throughout the season there's just mention of like planets going missing, but like I don't know if it's like some weird Dalek shit where they like just drive planets in. are they like in a pocket dimension or something i think you're totally right i think they are yeah. in like a pocket corner of the universe or something yeah because um, they're about to like collide yeah. or something and... yeah 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 they're they're uh oh oh i think they're aren't they colliding Pla- they're, like collecting... they're like putting a bunch of planets into a pocket universe okay. for for dalek reasons for something for dalek reasons okay. yeah um, I I don't remember exactly okay. what it is. Um, because like, and I think, I think because I'm like struggling to remember like the the plot of it all. Like, I am gonna vote turn left because of how tight it is. Nice. Yeah. Um, mm. and it's I think it's really funny because, like, um, going back to like Unearthly Child, right where. The doctor doesn't even show up until like halfway through the first episode and we're following like these humans, you know, like the companions. Um, I think that like, you know, we've we've talked about it already. Like this, like this is like the distillization of that premise where we're like following these people. Uh-huh. Like the doctor is like like really important and like beloved, but like it's really about these people that he travels with. For sure. You know? Yeah. Um so that's yeah. my reasoning for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I think that 
I, I, I think these are both, uh, like phenomenal episodes, um, phenomenal, uh, stories. Um, but I, 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 I can't not pick, uh, yeah, Stolen no, Earth Journey's End, um, in this, cause it's just like, it just feels like such a victory lap, um, for Russell. And it's, it's a victory lap that also like, you feel like you're running the bases with him. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it, it doesn't it doesn't feel like he's doing it and everyone is like awkwardly like standing on the sidelines, like, yeah, okay, cool, mm-hmm. man. Um, everyone's like, Yeah, let's do it. Let's all go together. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh it's 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 um I don't know, man. It's just it's just really special. And uh I I wish that Moffat had been able to write a finale that felt this uh cumulative um you know and he never really got to and uh that is for a variety of reasons um uh you know mostly what he decided to do with all of his past companions um but it's uh uh you know it's just yeah it's undeniable like how special i think this story mm-hmm. is um and it's so formative um for me in terms of like what i look for in catharsis from yes. finales um and that's hard to deny so yeah i got to go with um stolen earth journey's end uh but in the end right <laughs> the that whole three parter yeah, basically uh-huh. yeah. um yeah so there we go stolen earth journey's end i don't know if that's a surprise for anyone listening um but i hope you uh enjoyed the journey uh, i thought it was gonna getting... be midnight honestly yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i mean i definitely thought midnight was gonna get uh yeah um into the finals um i i thought it was gonna be midnight versus the series four finale that was my guess mm. um so i'm surprised by uh by how this turned out but I think, you know, I think the point, the valid, very valid point is that Turn Left is the epitome of everything he was trying to accomplish yeah. as a showrunner. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, it's great. And then he did it. And then he had a victory lap that was uh, really fun uh, right after that. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Um, all right. Well, that's our uh, that's our uh, bracket uh, tournament. That is uh, episode 400. Of the Doctor's Companion. Um, thanks so much for listening. I severely doubt anyone is still listening to the show that was listening all the way back in episode one. Uh, but if you're out there, uh, holy shit, wow, amazing. <laughs> um, and if you're and if you're not, well, you know, wherever you started tuning in, uh, we're we're happy to have you. Um, speaking of which, uh, the show is on YouTube now. So if you're listening to this on YouTube, hello, welcome. Welcome to the show. Uh, thank you for finding us. And uh, I, I, I hope you are enjoying the uh, backlog of like 122 episodes uh, that we put up there. And uh, all future episodes will go up on uh, YouTube in addition to the um, RSS feed. That doesn't mean that there's any video. If you're listening on your RSS feed and you're like, oh, it's on YouTube. I can watch them. No, no, no. It's just audio um but on youtube um some people listen to podcasts that way so we figured uh maybe we should uh let them listen to the show too yeah. um 
so yeah, uh, everything's on YouTube now. Uh, and um, go to the Discord if you're not. Link should be in the show notes. Um, we have a great community there that uh, I'm uh, I'm I'm proud to uh, be a part of. Um, I don't really even participate in any other social media. I really just hang out on our Discord because it's nice there as opposed to the rest of the Internet. Um, and uh, finally, um, our new season, uh, season 10 of The Long Way Around, um, will be premiering on February 11th. Um, that's when we will start with the first Doctor Story Planet of Giants. Um, and coming up, this season, uh, in season 10 of Long Way Around, we have. So we have Planet of the Giants for the first Doctor, the Ice Warriors for uh, the second Doctor, which there is an animated version of this, um, and that is what we will be watching. Uh, but it is doesn't appear to be on any of the streaming services for some reason. Um, you can buy it on iTunes, but uh, that's kind of the only option. Um I don't know what the deal with that is. Uh, so uh, apologies, everyone who is watching along, but um, it is out there if you want to get it. Uh, for the third Doctor, we have Day of the Daleks, uh, which uh, features... Uh, whenever I think of the third Doctor, um, period, the first thing that comes to my mind happens in this story. Ooh, that's um, interesting. Which I am so excited to get to because I think Nick is going to lose his mind. Um, <laughs> so there's that. Uh, the Brain of Morbius, which uh, could very well be my favorite fourth Doctor story, um, just because the vibes in this thing are impeccable. Uh, it is a uh, uh, gothic Frankenstein riff, mm-hmm. um, and it rules. Uh, so that is Brain of Morbius. We have uh, Modern Undead for the fifth Doctor, which is the start of like a trilogy of stories. Um, with the sixth doctor, we are going to go ahead and wrap up t- trial of a time Lord. Um, we did, uh, uh, we were, we were breaking them up into four part individual stories, but the final part of trial of time Lord is only two parts, um, which didn't feel like enough material to really do a whole round on. So we're just taking terror of the vervoids and the ultimate foe and doing like one six part grand finale to trial of a time Lord. Um, and so that will be wrapping up our TV adventures for the sixth doctor, uh, for seventh, we have ghost light, um, for eighth, we have the time of the Daleks, uh, which is a big finish audio. Um, and then we have the, uh, first season finales of nine, 10 and 11 in bad wolf parting the ways, Army of Ghost Doomsday and the Pandorica opens and the Big Bang. Um, so lots to look forward to. And our 12th really Doctor great... story. Oh, 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 yeah. Listen, um, which is the uh, fourth story from the 12th Doctor. Uh, that'll be Listen, which is uh, which was uh, it's, it's a fun one to revisit. Um, all right. Well, that's uh, that's next season on the long way around. Um, and uh, that all uh, kicks off on February 11th. So thanks so much for listening. And uh, we'll see you then. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.